3: City 97.3.
4: the <laughs> I
5: mean, power of
3: this is City
2: at This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
6: 23 minutes past the hour of 6.97.3 CDFM Diana Hamilton with a Victory Praise Medley It's middle of the month of January already It's the 16th day of the first month of the year 2023 And it's a medley of praise songs Those of us who live in Ghana are very familiar with And thanks be to God who always gives us victory in Christ and always makes the scent of our victory evident to those who are around us. It's going to be a victorious week for all of us. Victory over the things that hold us back, over the demons that keep us from progressing internally and over the external forces that have vowed not to let us progress. so much happening on the show this morning. My name is Bernard Avle. Thank you for tuning in. Big thanks to Nathan Kuao, Obodai. <laughs> the man sat in over a long period and he's beginning to sound and look like me. All right, so we're going to start with Business Sense. Is brought to us by ADB. Then we we'll get into a newspaper review segment. Then there's also business, there's sports There's a lot happening The Effective Living Series enters its third week today We call it professional priority But in the matter of success Principles must come before methods Or principle over method So it's not really the route you use It's the principle. For example, in governance, you can say, let's put the people first. There are different ways of doing that. It could be through a policy like Free SHS. It could be some other policy. But the method is not as important as the principle. In disciplining your children, it's the same thing. There are many ways. You could say, well, go and stand in the corner. I'm not going to buy you a bicycle. I'm going to give you three lashes It's not the method that matters It's the principle The principle that you can't hit your brother Or you cannot lie A lot of times we argue over methods When our main preoccupation should be about principle And I think on, in, on the issue of Ghana's development as well It should be principle over method So it could be one party or the other But what's the principle? Who are we placing first? Are we placing the Ghanaian over and above others? Or are we placing our personal interests over and above that of the collective? So that's Business Sense for the Mornings, brought to you by ADB. Do you already have an existing personal loan with us? Have you serviced your existing loan for up to 12 months or more? Well, there's good news for you. We're providing you with a special personal loan top-up to meet your school and hostel fees, your rent, your mortgage, your domestic needs, and more. With the ADB special personal loan top-up, you reduce interest rates... We extend your repayment period and also maintain your existing monthly repayment. Call us on zero five nine three eight four four eight nine eight or zero five nine three eight four five eight four five or visit any of our branches. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Back when I had a
2: little the, the, the City breakfast, Show. That I needed a
3: lot. A little was overrated, but a lot was a little too complicated. See, didn't me a million didn't make me happy. When I learned the lesson That it's all about your perceptions Hey, are you a popper or a superstar? So you act, so you feel, so you are It ain't about the size of your car It's about the size of the faith in your heart There's hope It doesn't cost a thing to smile You don't have to pay the lack You better thank God for that There's hope as a constant thing for smile you don't have to pay the light you better th- back country of brazil i met a young brother that made me feel that that i could accomplish anything you see just like me he wanted to sing he had no windows and no doors he lived a simple life and was extremely poor on top of all of that he had no eyesight but that didn't keep him from seeing the light he said us like in the usa and all i did was complain." living here is paradise. He taught me paradise. It's in your mind. You know that there's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the laugh. You better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the laugh. Turn on the TV, yeah. there's definitely hope <laughs> <laughs> telling
6: somebody this in times like these may seem as if you are just doing uh, the power of positive speaking but trust me there's hope you know one of the ways in which you can um, have hope is to read history because when you go back into it you realize actually there's nothing new under the sun so apparently apart from the fact that the year 2023 is very similar to the year I think 19 19- Mm Eighty-three. There are lots of things that happened in that year that have happened or will happen this year, or that you know. So, so it's 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 it it just tells you that we we will if we learn from the past we can make it. I love history. If we learn from the past, we can make it. Nana doesn't like history
8: no no no. i'm just that's saying i'm just saying did. for
6: example if you read economic mm-hmm. history you know that from 83 we began the economic recovery program okay. and by 87 things are looking much better
2: <laughs> and then so girl, that's four years <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm just saying
6: the, the thing the thing that sometimes
9: uh, pains me a bit mm-hmm. for want of a better word about us is mm-hmm. we are very afraid of confronting our history we are not very frontal with it we like to hide Okay, this one was this was this were dark periods. So let mm. it be dark. Mm. These were not so good times. We like to remember only the good times. Maybe we can use. Maybe we can use our lentings. We can
6: use our platform to confront the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, you know, confront the ugly as well. It's yeah. part of who. Yeah. Today today's sixteenth uh, January, January exactly forty years ago today. You know what happened ghana must go <laughs> 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 the nigerian people suck one million Ghanaians. suck them and, yes. the, and there, was farming, there was a famine there was a famine in ghana think uh-huh. about it one million people came into a country within month. a week or two weeks or a month uh-huh. and the country had the worst harvest in years uh-huh. and the country didn't collapse yes. but if you yes. better the be stocking plates you have different issues uh-huh. if, what you should you do you Oh, my
10: tailor.
6: It's yeah. called roots. Roots. It's called roots. Yeah, yeah. roots yeah. and Abu. Roots. It's yeah. hey. yeah. called roots and
11: Abu. Yeah, roots. That, that's the name I call him. So uh, uh, why well, you like yeah. my tailor? <coughs> <coughs> yeah. I lost it. Me. I, yeah. I put yeah. for the lost I Alright,
3: you
11: yeah. know
6: what? Before we let me pay my bills, The
9: finance ministers they do
6: <laughs> the the for the, the, new <laughs> newspaper, <laughs> the new newspaper review for which Richard and gofield are so excited is actually paid for uh-huh. by cimG award-winning total energy yeah. yeah they've been a judge the petroleum company of the year this is the third consecutive time by the CIMG Mm. and they've been inducted into the Hall of Fame they are basically Mm -hmm. saying Total is committed Total Energy is committed to the delivery of quality and innovative products and services that enhance customer experience because we know our success depends on you Mm -hmm. with great pride we dedicate these awards to you our valued customer and as a multi energy company We'll continue to deliver exciting, innovative products and services that meet the needs and expectations of you, our cherished customers. All right, so get in touch with us. It's an interactive platform, so send us a WhatsApp 054-998-6996. Send us a photo of where you are, how how the situation is, what's happening in your life. We want to know (coughs) this morning. Of course, if you're a bondholder this morning, you're you're not happy. (laughs) Funny enough, only 13% of all the total bondholders are individuals. Mm. Yeah, but they have the most say. See, you know, a lot of us who don't have enough money, we are part of the collective, <laughs> and the banks this, but 13% of bondholders are individual and they have a big voice. And, and they say no. And to the deadline for the, this is the second deadline. First deadline was somewhere in December, yeah. January, it yeah, didn't no pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you for free that I think they'll extend it. <laughs> okay. I, think, I, I can tell you for free that they would extend it because I don't think they've, they have, they've had enough uptake and I don't think they've resolved the issues enough to close it it's holding out yeah so they'll probably need a couple more weeks to see what happens let's see what the headlines
11: okay the Ghana term says this morning GRE backs 75.5 billion Ghana cities in 2022 beats revenue target by 3.6 billion also we are told GES receives decision on punishment of 8 China SHS students and 70,000 students to benefit from 2022 2023 loan scheme and the president is here I expected to attend Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week initiative in the UAE. Front page of the BNFT
9: is where I choose to start from this morning, but I have a very worrying headline. And indeed, that's a worrying times
7: ahead Over.
9: for local aggregate production mm-hmm. as donor support hits 40% of total expenditure. I'll tell you why this is a problem, and I give you the details. Mm-hmm. Monthly pension payments up 25%. That's good news. Dr. John ofori Crown, DG of SNET, on the front page. Of the paper and private pension funds control 71% of industry's assets. Hmm. I'll give you details. It's a big issue.
11: Let me take you to the Chronicle. Big story says MPP raises a red flag over aspects of debt exchange program, especially small bondholders and pensioners. Charlie, he be like the thing kaput. Also on the front page this morning, Estate developer land dragged to court. And uh, something here that says, um, Manhini are they cited for contempt.
9: Let me take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic. Now they are interested in the NPP and who becomes flag bearer. Uh, Nine stalwarts eye uh, slots is the big uh, headline that they have. Comes to the photo of uh, the recently resigned uh, Greek minister Dr Usufi Akuto smiling. Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Mm. Baromiya, smiling, Alan smiling, (laughs) Kennedy Japan smiling. They're all smiling to the contest. mm. Scrap levies on fuel to reduce prices further. The GRA story also makes it to the front page, as is the president's trip to Abu Dhabi.
11: The Republic Press says this morning, Mahama attacks Alan Kash. It's all over his resignation. So, and what it should mean, mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And, uh, for a long time, we've not heard from Dr. Papa Kwesi Well, he's back here on the front page of the Republic Press and uh, Kwesi Indum cries for former employees is the headline concerning him. An MPP Floss NDC, in security election petition. Front page of the Daily Guide. Names
9: pop up in Ministerial reshuffle. Everybody seems to be going political this morning.
6: Ministerial reshuffle that has been coming like a, like a train from Kosovo. <laughs> 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 still hasn't arrived.
9: <laughs> has <arrived, laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oil for gold lands. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll give details on that. Smiling Vice President there. In, we don't know where it is landing from, but the it has landed. Mahama mm-hmm. Chooks on Agenda 111. Individual bondholders petition government.
11: The new crusading guide says NLA chases illegal operators Also John Kuma lords GRA for exceeding revenue target For 2022 And uh, top MPP members Endorse Akoto Exceeding revenue target? Yeah we are told they exceeded I mean, by And some this rate
6: rate. <laughs> <laughs> and The target must have been very low <laughs> Anyway Yeah
11: let me,
9: let me just put two papers together Because a lot of the headlines are the same mm-hmm. uh, The front page of the Herald is dealing with The flag bearership race They are focusing on Alan Che-Martin And what it calls tribal and religious bigotry mm-hmm. uh, And then Judge Limits Lawyers of Beach Bank founded So they're Michael Nyanokou uh, trial. Uh, the reshuffle is also the
11: big story on the front page of the new publisher. and The Ghanaian uh, publisher says this morning, MPPR, they say no to inclusion of individual bondholders. So this one, yeah, it looks like i told hmm. you.
6: It's very serious. In fact, I wanted to start from citynewsroom.com because mm-hmm. the bond story is there actually. Uh-huh. Chairman Sabonsu uh-huh. is the one commenting and he says that the adding individual bondholders could wipe out the middle class thought that was interesting mm. that 's the majority leader in parliament, okay. and he says debt exchange program could wipe out middle class. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Grico restores power after bushfire affected its transmission lines. It was almost a national blackout on Saturday, still on power issues, ECG calls for calming. in over network challenges, but the least on citynewsroom.com, deadline for extension or deadline for signing up debt exchange expires today. Mm-hmm. also ten are instead of a violent chieftancy classes in Jamestown. And pay our 5.9 billion CD debt to save our companies, road contractors, to government. Yes. So that's a story that you'll hear more of later. If you go on com, they are using Gabby's tweet as their lead story. Your bonds in? are potentially worthless if you don't subscribe to the debt exchange program. Gabby Dark <laughs> has been tweeting.
11: <laughs> People yeah. want their money, uh, whether it's worthless uh, or not, they want their money.
6: Meanwhile, Senor <laughs> says, Stop misinforming the public. Senyo Hossi tells Gabriel Chedako. So, essentially, the same topic there. Mm-hmm. And then, Reverend Sam prays against inclusion of individual bondholders in debt estate. <laughs> <laughs> it has reached that level.
11: Is he a membership of the board? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: and then Professor Bobbin also says debt exchange program proposed a more accommodating program. So more on this later on. Okay. Uh, City Business News, mm-hmm. MTN to fight $773 million tax bill from mm-hmm. government. Okay, also SNIT increases pensions by 25% and GMPC um, is exploring hydrocarbon pro- prospectivity of Ghana's voter base.
11: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it the
6: Voltean or it's the Volta?
11: The basin. Well, the story uses Volta because I
6: know it's a Voltean basin, yeah, Volta- but I'm not Volta-based. sure if it's.
11: The technical term is Voltean basin.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the story. City Sports Madagascar, Stan, Ghana in Total Energy's Chan mm. Clash in Algeria. Mm-hmm. and Arsenal completely double up as pairs as they tighten grip on the E. Is there yeah. no Liverpool story? There? No,
11: they said that there's no Liverpool story. I will collect
12: 3 0. Pally, pally. <laughs> <laughs> you, you scored one. <laughs> <laughs> there are more important stories. <laughs> there are more important <laughs> issues in the world
6: than economic issues.
11: Change! <laughs> <laughs> Let's take off this morning, and uh, let me start with the Ghanaian publisher, because they have the story Charlie. about the MPP folks saying <laughs> no to the bond matter. Charlie. You know, today is the last day for you to subscribe or forget it. This is, this is the, they've said it twice, oh. uh, yeah, so yeah. after two extensions, this is the third extension. Yeah, Obama turn a moment. And... Uh, We are told Uh that some big wigs within the MPP have been speaking. For instance, taking to social media to register Mm -hmm. his displeasure, Mr. Mm -hmm. Arnold Dompre wrote, "The finance minister must, Mm -hmm. as a matter of urgency, review ASAP his decision and resolution on individual bondholders. I don't agree with them, Mm -hmm. and I think it's unfair and untenable. Review your decision." So that's the chief whip for the majority in parliament. Charlie going against the minister. Charlie of is pissing in. Meanwhile, oh, the majority leader uh-huh. is also entering. Exactly, he has also cautioned the finance minister kenoforiata Foriata that mm-hmm. involving mm-hmm. individual holders in the domestic debt exchange program mm-hmm. could wipe out the middle class and negatively affect the savings culture of the Not forgetting that it will make the
6: president seem as see if what he said was not to be taken seriously, mm-hmm. because the president addressed the nation and said there will be no haircuts and there will be no individual bondholders included.
11: No, since then, we have not been taking it seriously. No, so we have to. moved on. So what's going to happen uh-huh. is the
6: it, it seems as if there's a... A coalition course between the EMT, yep. headed by the Vice President on one hand, mm-hmm. and the Minister of Finance and their advisors on the debt exchange program. It's Sir, I'll tell you more about this. The question is Because for, to, to see two leading members of parliament emboldened enough to say mm-hmm. that don't include individual bondholders, they mm-hmm. obviously know something we don't. In fact, and, and I'm telling you that mm-hmm. they, they are. Portions of the EMT who dis- disagree with the individual bondholder thing.
11: And as of yesterday or day before, mm-hmm. the signal was strong mm-hmm. that they might leave out bondholders entirely. Well, but the, the
6: person managing the presence of Minister of Finance and Lazar Oh
11: that, yeah, they say you will come and explain.
6: They, they say Lumba. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you go to page Page
9: thirty-nine mm-hmm. of uh, the newspaper and the mm-hmm. business page. also have the story there saying deadline for individual bondholders. Ends today, mm-hmm. and uh, basically saying it's important to note that the periodic uh, they are saying that today mm-hmm. uh, reports in, written them indicate that response has been extremely poor, mm-hmm. with millions of bondholders refusing to sign on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a development confirmed by some of the banks. So yeah, yeah,
6: most of the same thing. Uh, it, it, let's be clear: they may not need hundred percent uptake, but really in like fifty like percent. Uh, yes. At so, but it's looking. You know, a, sen- a Selom asked the um, government rep on the big issue on mm-hmm. Saturday how many people had taken up the offer. And he couldn't say. He said he didn't have the, the right to say. Mm-hmm. But the other panel said, well, if it was a good number, you'd have told us. Mm-hmm. So la- let's deal with uh, the contractors. Oh. Pay our 5.9 billion CD debt to save our companies. Mm-hmm. we contractors mm-hmm. to government. Now this story says, the Association of Road Contractors Ghana has called on government to urgently settle the $5.9 CD owed them mm-hmm. to prevent their companies from collapsing. Now, last year, Sector Minister Kwesi Mwakwata assured Ghanaian road contractors that government would pay them a chunk of the debt before the end of the year, while gradually settling the rest. But the National Chamber of the Association, John Afo Jr. said, or told City News the government only paid an insignificant amount of the total debt. He called on government to speedily pay significant amounts owed the contractors to help save their companies and also to pay their credits. According to him, their banks
11: are on their necks and they don't know what to do. And staying with issues having to do with the economy, Mm -hmm. if you go to the front page of the Ghanaian Times, the story actually on page 11, Mm -hmm. we're told that the uh, the GRA was able to uh, back some $75.5 in two thousand and twenty. Two Beating revenue targets by some 3.6 billion Mm -hmm. And the story says that efforts by the Ghana Revenue Authority, GRA, to increase revenue Mobilization are yielding the Desired results, Mm -hmm. as data From the authority shows that uh, It collected more revenue In 2022 than it was taxed Then pay the contractors, because you know The the contractors were citing uh,
6: Senate and uh, GRA Uh As part of the reason For their woes, Mm -hmm. so if they have Overrun their target by over 3 billion. Mm-hmm. It should reflect in our fiscal.
11: Uh-huh. Mean, you know, sometimes they collect the money, but somehow the finance ministry does not release the money to these institutions who are statutorily required to receive the money and then disburs accordingly. So no, but, but, but my point is that if mm-hmm. you have a budget deficit
6: that's so large mm-hmm. and you are overrunning your uh, revenue collection target, maybe the target is too low.
11: Oh, that's true I mean it's always been yeah, because the, the problem. if you Sorry. feel if,
6: if, if they are able to collect this much and they even do better than your target mm. it means your target may not be the best yep. it reminds me of the time boss I made some money and put it everywhere you have a, a lot of stories on the behalf yes the uh, don't worry
9: I'll go there mm. let me deal with oil okay. and then some other things Okay. so on page 3 uh, it says that the first consignment of page three of the Daily Guide that is the first consignment of government's oil for gold deal arrived yesterday at mm-hmm. the Temaport from Dubai.
13: Mm. Daily wow. Guide
9: has learned mm-hmm. okay. the bulk oil storage and transportation bus company
13: mm-hmm.
9: uh, is the lead broker of the project, supported by Goyle and other marketing companies. The preliminary consignment, which consists of 40 million metric tons of oil, is expected to be increased subsequently. So we'll keep an I on that. Let me take you to the front page of the BNFC where yeah. this <coughs> rather worrying story about uh, a Greek pro- uh, production is. On page three, mm-hmm. story by Wisdom John Inuakwe. Mm-hmm. Food security could be under serious threats with the country increasingly reliant on donor agencies and development partners to fund local agriculture production mm-hmm. and development. Mm-hmm. This is despite an expected reduction in donor funding support for the country due to the global economic crisis. Mm-hmm. In 2022, some 26% of the sector's budget was funded by these agencies and DPs. But in 2023, 40% of the sector is expected to be funded by donors while government picks up the rest of the tap. A very worrying trend. Mm-hmm. This also brings into sharp focus government's much touted Ghana Beyond Aid agenda. With what with much of what is consumed already imported, then goes on to list rice, tomato, potato, uh, tomato paste, poultry, other meat products, etc., one could expect that what is uh, produced locally will be funded by government mm-hmm. and local private sector to offer some hope of becoming self sufficient in food production. But mm-hmm. the continuous reliance on donor benevolence paints okay. a rather yeah. grim picture of yeah. what. Is to come.
6: Still be an There are two more positive yes, stories. True. Monthly pensions yes, up by 25%. Salaries up 30%. Yes. Uh,
9: on page two, mm. the SNET has increased monthly pension payments by an average of 25% mm-hmm. for the year. The upward adjustments which will take effect this month, reflects changes in inflation and minimum wage. SNET said, mm-hmm. adding that also factored in the fund's sustainability. So this is affecting some 234,000 legitimate pensioners. Okay. Now on page three, mm-hmm. uh, government and trade news last week. Thus, they agreed to increase all public servant salaries by 30% for 2023. Okay. So
6: that's the that applies is. to us <laughs> we, we, we are public We are
14: serving the public uh, uh, Look
6: you see In you this, you this is, matter You I'm an employee We refuse
1: to allow you to join us The roots The roots Financial suit You have to be willing to are Increase the <laughs> <hey,
11: yes, hey. laughs> if you, turn. Be very low.
6: I beg you.
11: <laughs> let's continue the headline. If you go back um, to the uh, Ghanaian Times, there's a story about bushfire causing major power outage. And if you go to the Chronicle. There's um, an advertorial there mm-hmm. or advertisement uh-huh. uh, on page 9 uh, talking about how the electricity company yeah. of Ghana is concerned about bush burning. So let me take the... I, I've seen, even in Accra, mm-hmm. if you, look, you go to the Shiashi media, somebody mm-hmm. has burnt the whole place. It's a senselessly. I, I
6: don't, don't know why, why they do, do that. that. Mm-hmm. Whether they are the villa or something. Bush fires contributed to the drought in the 80s. Exactly. So we should be very careful.
11: Yep. And the, it, it, the advertorial says that bush burning and outages... Now, the electricity company of Ghana Limited has noticed with great concern The uncontrolled activity of bush burning Especially during the Hamatan season Which adversely impacts on the quality of power supply Now Mm -hmm. these uncontrolled setting of fire to clear bushes End up burning our network system Resulting in outages and inconveniences to our customers This also puts a heavy toll on our limited finances Please be informed that ECG reserves the right To seek legal redress against offenders Whose activities destroy are look,
6: the power was supposedly restored, but last night we had power outage
11: again. and in, fact, in okay. fact, the story basically yeah. in the Ghanaian Times says that the Ghana Grid Company has said a raging bushfire under its high voltage near Takwa caused some power uh, line trips, leading to uh, power outage in most parts of the country. Now, many parts of Ghana served by the Electricity Company of Ghana whose power is supplied by Greco encountered the outage at about 11.57 a.m. on okay. Saturday. God, God Saturday.
9: Let me do some politics for you, Bernard. Uh, the MPP race mm-hmm. and ministerial reshuffles running all over the place on page 3 of the Daily Guide. Names pop up mm-hmm. in ministerial reshuffle and uh, some of the names... Uh, making the rounds in the uh, are that uh, energy ministry may be steered by Katie here. I can tell Hammond. you
11: for free that he, w- he was unlikely to take that position. Okay, th- that and one, then, right?
9: um.
11: There's also returning
9: to the government as Brian Achampong mm-hmm. MP for Betifi, and former Minister of State at so the Ministry of National Security, will be in charge of uh, food and agri, replacing mm-hmm. Dr. Usuefriakutu, mm-hmm. who resigned to pursue his presidential. Oh, d- It says rumours have it that his presidential sure? campaign. Come, come now listen to this. Rumours have it that his presidential campaign is struggling to get traction. Oh. Not even in his quad. So backyard. Oh, many of you. totally. Yeah. So <laughs> those are some of the names that have come up. I've and also, also seen a picture later. of
6: Dr. Stephen Amo and John Buedu in the Ankor. So the anchor Says Katie Hammond, Buedu others penciled for injury time substitution, mm. and as you said, they're saying Katie Hammond is being penciled for a big position. Sky says he doesn't think he will accept it. Mm. Bryan champon according to the paper, being penciled for another position. We are also told that the John Buedu whose quest to retain his position as general secretary was dashed. Is uh, allegedly set to replace Dr. Free to as food and agriculture minister. Mm. So it's the same position you mentioned. Mm. And then they also talk about Stickers steven Amua. Also being pencilled for one position or the other, mm-hmm. we'll see how this pans <coughs> out. yeah, I' okay. also
9: say that uh, the energy ministry might also witness some changes because uh and Napu
11: might move to health ministry to replace so quite a few things uh, happening there. Well let me take you to the Republic Press so we stay in the area of politics. Mahama is attacking Alan Cash and mm-hmm. the details of the story are that former President John Ramani Mahama on the recent resignations uh, of some ministers um, of state has described it as important. Now in a tweet on Friday January 13 Mahama said it is aimless for ministers to be stepping down on rules they were assigned to not forgetting the they played in driving mm. the economy or the country into economic devastation. So basically saying that we will not forget as a people the role that they played over the past seven years or so in the administration of this country. And even mm. if they resign, yeah. we will still hold them to now, it.
6: GMPC <coughs> is currently exploring its hydrocarbon, or the, the hydrocarbon prospectivity.
11: Oil in the of
6: onshore sedimentary basing, the Voltaean. you are right, Voltaean basing. The headline said Volta. Actually, I have nice said were Okay. Yeah, the prospectivity exploration is being conducted under a reconnaissance license through a mix of geophysical, geological, and geochemical mm-hmm. techniques, according to CEO Opoku Aminia Dankwa. I wanted to say it was another day, but because of you, I won't say it. <laughs> 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 the corporation <laughs> is looking for it to crown our efforts by drilling a well in Q3, yeah. in Q4, You hey, know, guys, guys. Our oil prospects have really underperformed. And yeah. if, if there's prospect of getting oil, provided it's done the right way... And we mismanaged the money too. Very much so, if you look <laughs> at the past <class> reports. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you that oil's performance... Look at when Kufo was about to leave office and all the things said about first oil. Charlie. And all the lessons that we were told and how we ignored everything. And the trips to Norway
11: and all these
6: yeah. places. Yeah, but Mr. Opoku Dankwa made this known at the 2023 Ghana Oil and Gas Road Show on Thursday okay. in London. And the Voltaian Basin is Ghana's only inland basin mm-hmm. and for several decades remained less explored compared to the offshore business. Mm-hmm. It is large, occupying about 40% of the total landmass of Ghana, mm-hmm. about 40,000 square miles. Mm-hmm. And the CEO made the point that they are exploring the possibility of hitting oil.
11: You know, yes. the challenge with that is that because it is not you know offshore mm-hmm. and it's inland then it has its own problems That's because fair. you are going to be affecting people's property people's land people's farms and all mm-hmm. of these things so it's going to be a huge 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 challenge if mm-hmm. we're to hit oil and commercial quantities in these areas mm-hmm. and then we'll how, be how to in.
6: manage it yeah
11: let me give you two quick stories from the
9: herald newspaper on page five mm-hmm. uh, the court, uh the high court the high Court in accra has declined a request from the lawyers of the founder of Beige Bank to cross examine a principal state witness in the case mm-hmm. for two months, mm-hmm. saying they can only get 12 hours. My is before the court presided over by Justice Efiase Waasaribochi a court of appeal just sitting as an additional high court judge. So will give you details on that. Mm. And on the same page, MTN Group Limited Africa's largest yeah. wireless carrier has confirmed receipt of a $773 million back tax bill, mm. including penalties and interest charges in Ghana that they plans to fight. Uh, yeah, so that's they, they, they
6: feel it's unfair and they say they've been, and in fact the records show that they've been Ghana's like most prolific taxpayer for a while. Mm. So what's that space for business news?
9: And then the last one I'll give you, Bernard. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Black Galaxy Snow, <laughs> I like people, so oh, on, we'll Charlie. Charlie to the the pronounce it. But, but you know, you said something you said
6: something in the past that <laughs> football, the, the the gap in Charlie. football has reduced. Just the tiki tacked us <laughs> who challenged You know if, if you have if you have if you have a good coach.
11: If you have a hopeless league here in Ghana, how are you gonna Oh sky you can't say that? Oh but is the truth. But it's it's two it's two one. One. But it's, it's, it's just do one uh, everybody has a it window. is our pride that they are putting there. Ah, but if you, did look you watch
6: right, the match, but, but what, 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 what tells you that Madagascar they, they are standing? No, no, but did you watch? You see, that is what we are gonna, and you see, we, it, we, we there's nothing that like we are Ghana. that no, is You, you it's see, it's a frequent of your <laughs> so
11: you <see>, there is <laughs> Our excellence, you okay. must show across the board, but the excellence has declined.
15: I'm ah, Madagascar. A, when i make it <laughs> we can't be, we will blast. Yeah, abati, abati,
6: abati. Thank you, Thank, hey, Thank you, <laughs> Godfred. That was the newspaper review. It's four minutes to seven. Coming up next is the City Business
2: News. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
6: Couple of minutes to seven. A couple of stories we missed out on in the review. They have to do more with the region. So suspected jihadists have abducted fifty women in Burkina Faso. That's very close to home. And in Nigeria as well, there's been an attack in a church at Katina where twenty five worshippers had been kidnapped. So quite a number of security stories of concern in the West African sub-region that we did not mention in newspaper review. Maybe we'll spend some time on that in subsequent programming. City Business News is coming up next. Is brought to us by your OMC of choice, Goyle. We keep making life ever so convenient. We now accept Momo for all fuel purchases. Remember to Momo it at Goyle. Now, you can also use your bank card. That is all bank cards to buy fuel at Goyle. Drive to the nearest gold station now. Buy your fuel and pay by Momo, Bank Card, or Goil Go Card. Visit our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages for more information. Goyle Good Energy Go, yeah, yeah, dear. yeah.
0: City Business News Uh, at 7. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, Broadly brought to you by MTN, Goral, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, access bank, modern banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. And let's head straight into our stories. And the Ghana Revenue Authority, GRA, is encouraging taxpayers to fulfill the obligations under the tax laws to declare and pay the right amount of taxes. It has also reiterated its mandate to ensure that all businesses pay the right amount of tax. This comes on the back of reactions by ScanCom PLCMT in Ghana to a statement from the GRA which indicated that, and, uh, that it had under-declared its revenue by more than 30% under the over the five-year period that is 2014 to 2018 the assessment was for an amount of about 8.2 billion Ghana cities including penalties and interest charges MTN Ghana however believes that the taxes due have been paid during the period under the assessment now away from that Uh, Three years into the commencement of the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement, the Ghana Union of Traders Association's Guta is urging African leaders to grab the bull by the horn and implement the tariff-free arrangement under the agreement. Trading began under the agreement on the 1st of January 2019, but it has been met with challenges with the implementation of the free tariff policy. Speaking to City Business News President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obing, stressed that governments on the continent must show commitment to ensure after sees the light of day
12: one major thing that needs to be considered and the African um, leaders have to be bold about it is that tariff free should be tariff free It shouldn't be made to be staggered because already the um, the other countries that we do our uh, business have the advantage in pricing and all that. And so, if we are not going to remove the tariffs at all, they are still more competitive. The products um, that we source from outside the continent, and uh, African continent, is even more uh, um, affordable than that that is being produced here, even with the duties that we pay. So in that case, people might not be so keen and then choose to buy from within Africa. But the only thing that will help boost um, this African intertrade trade is the tariff-free. So they have to remove it. They have to be bold rather than saying that they want to stagger it over five years, ten years, and all that. Those little um, reductions might not um, be attractive to the uh, uh, traders in the sub the country.
0: That was the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Dr. Joseph Obing. Now, the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana is lamenting the number of taxes its members have to pay to government. They explain the high tax payment overburdens their businesses, which threatens local production. Speaking on the sidelines of the launch of the seventh edition of the Ghana Beverage Awards in Accra, the General Secretary of the Association, Samuel Agri, called on authorities to be considerate with the number of taxes paid by its members.
16: It always happens that our taxes is what is militating against these production companies. Now, if you are producing in Ghana, it's not a crime. It's an incentive for the state. And if we export more, it also helps the government for them to raise the needed revenue that would develop this country. Unfortunately, we are paying so much taxes and the policies are not helping. If we have to say there's something that we need to do. Then we have to look at the taxes that we are imposing on these manufacturers. We don't have to do that in the sense that if we are producing most of these products in this country or we are enticing manufacturers to come into this country to produce, then we need to put them under certain category where they can produce, make some profits and then put them back into uh, their production. We are not saying we should have the field of the day by reducing taxes, just by reducing them. Taxes must be reduced by benchmarking... The production that we also do, by employment that we also do. If we do that, we can go ahead and match any other uh, country that uh, are producing into these countries. When you go out there into the international market, most of them are producing at a lower cost because they have those incentives put in place for them to be able to produce and then export.
0: Samo Agri is the General Secretary of the Food and Beverage Association of Ghana. Now, the General Secretary of the Chamber of Automobile Dealership Ghana, George Dumenu, has appealed to the government to return the duties paid on the vehicles seized by IOCO to help save dealers from losses. The Economic and Organized Crime Office on December 9, 2022 raided some garages and seized 37 imported luxury vehicles so stolen, suspected to be stolen from America and Canada. Speaking to City Business News on the sidelines of a stakeholder's engagement with other security agencies, Mr. Domeno described the affected dealers as victims.
11: Before you're able to play, one car is
15: huge sums of money. So for somebody, you know, it may be you, it may be me. Some of you may need, they want a nice car to ride on. You go to the net, you see that this car is beautiful, you buy it. And when you come, and this issue of theft,
11: you thought that you are doing a genuine business. So when this issue came like that, some of, most
17: of us, uh, as your sister station was asking me that, some people even started giving threats to the government because it is out of frustration. Your, all your resources have been, you know,
11: dashed to, uh, this, that's been just like that. So the government should come to our aid, and if possible, the money that we are paid to, what do you call it, uh, the custom, should be
15: refunded to us.
0: Well, that was George Domenu, who is the uh, General Secretary of the Automobile Dealers Association. Now, moving on, as some financial institutions have expressed worry over government's amendment to the debt exchange program and its timelines, they posit that the current form of the program will have their implications for their businesses. In an interview with City Business News, managing director of FBN Bank Ghana, Victor Yawasanti, notes that though the banks have been engaging relevant stakeholders and the government on the way forward, more needs to be done. Um, So we've been engaging
18: all players, um, which will be the government. The government is the one who's basically uh, rolling it out. Um, And whatever they do, they have implications for us and therefore our regulators as well. So there's been a lot of uh, engagement since the announcement was made. Indeed, government has pretty much wrapped up on what it wants to change. Um, There's been a lot of back and forth from the banker's perspective, which is fed into... Uh, some of the changes that came through. So that has also happened. So um, we, we wait to see. It's 16th, so I have a few days to go. So wait to see. We are now going to bake in all the changes and so on and see how, how it pans out. Um, it has many implications. There's liquidity problems. Banks are worried that we may not have liquidity because most banks, if we really, really, really implement it the way they've said, uh, we, we won't have liquidity. So those are part of the engagements we have uh, with the regulator and, and central bank about how we manage the liquidity. Because if we don't have liquidity, we can't support the, the private sector. So those are things that we need to do. We have to see how we can get some forbearance around some of the uh, requirements of a regular bank. And these are the things we are working on with them. Else, yes, it will affect the private sector. So that's, those are the things we are working on.
0: On Ghana's request for debt relief through the G20 Common Framework Program, Vic, Mr. Victor Asante uh, said that even though it may bring some relief, it cannot save the country from the economic crisis.
18: Well, if they give it to us, we'll be very happy. We, oh, we can't pay and therefore we're in trouble. So if there will be cancellation... It's also one of, always one of the... Um, conversations that go on when people are distressed whether some of it can be forgiven um, so if we can get that uh, forgiveness all, all the better but for now what we know is what's on the table is, is for the debt uh, uh, exchange which basically means that you term out or you try to you, we are in default uh, as it were we are in default and we are just uh, having an orderly agreement to try and pay back what we owe over a period of time through a negotiation so that's what is on the table well we owe money so, if, if your, your data forgives you, you're happier. It means that you don't owe anymore. You can go back to your normal business and perhaps um, the program would uh, not run as long as we thought it would. But for now, we, we are in a serious position. We're we not generating as much as uh, we should generate in terms of uh, debt service.
0: That was the managing director of FBN Bank Ghana, Victor Yao. Asante. Now, on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar gained one Cd thirty-four pesos and is selling at ten Cd thirty-four pesos. The British pound gained one Cd fifty-two pesos and is selling at twelve Cd sixty-two pesos. The euro gained one Cd five pesos and is selling at eleven Cd two pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling at twelve Cd eighty pesos and the British pound is selling at thirteen Cd ten. Persuas. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanate of DataBank for the latest updates on the stock market. Four price movers were registered on the market last week. Total Energy is a new gold featured as price gainers while in the Ghana and Cowbank PLC recorded price decline. Following this, the GSE Composite Index retreated by 0.21% week-on-week to 2,438.74 points, while the Data Bank Stock Index also flipped 0.41% week-on-week to 104.89 points. This week, we'll take Ben's oil palm plantation and Total Energies to make gains due to increased demand for the ashes. However, we expect growth to decline, on prevailing selling pressures. MTN Ghana, a new gold, should drive market activity this week. That was Mark Jordan Sikat Nate of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goal Enterprise Life, Advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Have a good business day. Thank you for listening. As always, please stay safe.
1: I
3: see your best scaly or duck. My sweet bubble. I know we do give you just love. Yeah. I see your best garnio. My sweet bubble. Many, many plans <laughs> I get.
6: Seven minutes past seven. This is still the city breakfast show. It's Monday the
15: 16th.
3: A
6: few quick birthday shouts coming in. Eugene Baule, happy birthday to you. The last time I checked, you were working as an adjunct lecturer at the Academic City University. A, a, a banker, or a former banker, and also a member of the city sports team many, many years back. So happy birthday to you, Eugene Baule. A happy birthday also to... Chief Inspector Dorothy Adome Bernardin of the Adabraka District Police, thanking God for His blessings on your life. So, Chief Inspector Dorothy Adome Bernardin, you are a neighbor to us here at City FM in Adabraka. Happy birthday to you! if if you listen carefully to the big issue there seems to be a a, a sort of choice between government saying we will do this debt exchange so that we have enough money to do other things versus the government saying you know what if you're not going to do the debt exchange Things like road construction would suffer, infrastructure development would suffer. We'll try and resolve that for you joining the show today because there's a lot of pressure. 16th January, we don't know how many people have taken up the offer yet. Meanwhile, contractors say they are owed up to 6 billion CDs. <laughs> 6 billion Ghana CDs. In the meantime, kickoff is next, and I don't even know what is happening to Liverpool Football Club. I mean I told you people long long time ago, oh you people Lord. said
19: I was oh pessimistic, Lord. I oh was Lord. a naysayer. Oh Lord! oh ah. Lord. Outplayed, oh outfought, out thought, And it wasn't just yes it wasn't just this weekend. Yes, last weekend as well. It's been all season actually. Liverpool have always gone down first in a the game, then they'll try and fight back. Sometimes they'll get a last minute equalizer, sometimes it won't work. Are these just
6: natural cycles? cycles.
19: I, I I want to believe so. I mean, if mm. Klopp's team have played at an elite level for like five years, so, so they are tired. It's only natural that there should have been a proper reboot. And but, but is that not what, what is
6: that not what differentiates Alex Ferguson from the rest? Because I watched Alex Ferguson for a period of thirteen years, mm-hmm. where there was practically no dip. Where he would um even Guardi- would always refresh the
19: team. Even Guardiola, you're going too far. I yeah. mean, look, you need to you as you go along, you need to buy players to replace. And one thing about Klopp, I always complain about is running players into the ground if Robertson is not injured he will play five years until he's injured so he, doesn't, he doesn't know how yep, to manage he, he, he does not trust the second option to come in and do the same job until mm. it's a lower profile game mm. and so it's, it's just very hard but you know Guardiola is winning three seasons he just won a title but you can see him consciously trying to buy a replacement for an Aguero or trying to buy a replacement for a De Bruyne just mm. so in case if De Bruyne gets injured for half the season, mm. he has a contingency plan. Liverpool don't have the same, you know... Meanwhile,
6: back home here, Ghana lost to Madagascar. 1-2, Charlie. You know, Sky said this is Ghana, but I'm saying, Charlie, I've been I, a footballer, yeah hey, at down. And, and that's the truth. Football is now... You, you have to wake up and smell the coffee. I mean, if, if example, if you're born in Madagascar and you have access to... Cable TV. You can watch all the best footballers in the world. You really can. So there's there's the gap that used to be there has really reduced. Yeah. So yeah. we should stop this illusion that we are Ghana. We are not.
15: <laughs> Seven fifteen
6: kickoff is next. Brought to you by Leshero Now, if you've not updated your record with us yet, per directive from the B O G, the Ghana card is now the only accepted form of ID. For all financial transactions. Visit any of our branches to update your records with your Ghana card and enable us to serve you better. Call Le via WhatsApp zero five seven four zero six five nine five eight or call zero three zero two two zero eight three three three. Leshehu. Let's improve life.
19: So, Benjamin, take it up. Well, let's get into the headlines and Ghana's Black Galaxy suffer shock defeat to Madagascar in opening game of the CHAN tournament. Arsenal do the double over Spurs to extend their lead at the top of the EPL table and in the NBA there were wins for the Sixers, the Kings and the Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> let's start off with the ongoing Chan Tournament and Ghana's Black Galaxies. They lost by two goals to one to Madagascar in their opening match at the delayed tournament. Now, our guest in Japan's 68th minute goal was just a consolation after Walker side had conceded twice from defensive errors. Ghana will play Sudan in their final group match on Thursday. Now, Group C has three teams after Morocco pulled out of the competition. Now, in other Chan games played uh, over the weekend, Algeria they um, beat Libya by one goal to nil. Ethiopia drew goalless with Mozambique. DR Congo played out a goalless draw with Uganda and then Senegal also beat Cote d'Ivoire by one goal to nil. Coming up today at 4pm Ghana time, there's Mali versus Angola. There is also a game at 7pm between Cameroon and Congo. Now let's get to the uh, Bet Power uh, Premier League match day 12. Accra Hart of Folk played out a goalless draw with Samatex Football Club. Let's hear from Accra Hart of Folk head coach Slavko Matic after the draw.
18: A very tough match. You saw, I said before game, I know my players was very tired. Mm-hmm. On the half was already exhausted. We tried to change something to put fresh legs. But you saw, today they do maximum. We cannot do more. Uh, I can be satisfied with the willing especially young players they need time for c- continuity and they play a lot of games in short period, as I say opponent have one day more for rest and I saw that 90 minutes we can see that when you can't run, like you must run also you tactically don't play very well this is not game what I expect what my players and fans expect but have these games have these games uh, we'll have now 4 week. after 3 weeks we'll have 4 weeks for recovery
19: Akra hart Fog head coach uh, Slavko Matić speaking there. Let's get to the camp of Samatex and let's hear from their coach Nassam Abubakar. He was disappointed with the disallowed goal in the match. Uh,
17: I
15: told you earlier on, uh, we'll have a plan and uh, if it is executed to the full length we'll get the results. And you saw what had happened. I, I'm not a left free but I felt uh, it was a clean goal and uh, the, the linesman ruled it off, But Our plan works to perfection. We are just uh, one of the newcomers, and um, playing against us in Accra Sports Stadium and getting a draw is not bad for us. So uh, we'll keep working, and uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the league.
19: So you had Nassam Abubakar, uh, speaking there. Let's get to the other results in, uh, the league. Um, Dreams FC3, RTU, uh, one, Carella FC1, Adriana Stars, Neil Kim Faisal one, Tamale it is Neil. so Kim Faisal, and a bit of, uh, um, a renaissance recently under our uh, uh, coach jimmy cobbler kotoku Koto- royals they lost by two goals to no to great olympics they are struggling in the league so far in swatraman also played out a goalless draw with legon cities Bechem united won media manil and then uh, there was also um Bechem united head coach kasim mengolokanse um speaking about the need for everybody to improve after the victory
15: before the commencement of the game, I told you now that we've been wasteful up front. This is exactly what happened today. Although we were playing all the ball, but what matters most is the goals. And we've been wasting them. So I'll continue working on our goal scoring to see whether we have an improvement over there.
19: Assistant coach for Mediamah Umar Ravi expressed his displeasure at the goal they conceded through a penalty. I
14: don't think this is a fair resource. We did our best to contend them. Even to get a point from here, if you look at the penalty, it was an inexperience. There was no need for him to go down. Clinton was going away from the shooting angle. Just stay, just cover him and then he will go away. This is another cheap goal. It's it's just an inexperience. He's coming from second division. So you can see
19: Assistant coach for Media Mass Sporting Club, Omar Rabi, speaking there. Let's get to some of the other games that will be played today. Accra Lions take on Breakum Chelsea. let be Bidini Gold stars taking on Kumasi Asante Kotoko. If you get to the league table, Ediana stars are top of the table. 24 points, Hasafoq are second. Third is Betim United and Asante Kotoko coming uh, in fourth place. Let's now catch up with action from the English Premier League. An action that took place over the weekend. Let's start off with the North London Derby. It was Arsenal Football Club traveling all the way to their uh, opponent's or rival's home ground to dominate them, beating them by two goals to nil, picking up all three points in the process to open up the lead at the top of the table. Chelsea Football Club were also up against Crystal Palace and it was Kai Havertz uh, bringing some relief to Chelsea after a long spell of barren results. One nil is how that particular game and then Newcastle United continue to be impressive this season, picked up a lone goal victory, um, conceded none as well, so their defence continues to be impressive as well. Brentford were also too strong for AFC Bournemouth when they played at home. They won their game by two goals to nil. Brighton and Hove Albion uh, took the result of the round. They completely whitewash Liverpool. Three goals to nil. how that game ended. Danny Welbeck and Solly March scoring some really brilliant goals in that particular encounter. There was Everton taking on Southampton Football Club. Everton continued to struggle. Southampton also looking to climb out of the bottom places. 2-1 is how that game ended. Nottingham Forest were up against Leicester City. They won that game by two goals to nil. Wolves beat West Ham by one goal to nail. Manchester United in controversial circumstances recovered uh, to beat their rivals Manchester City by 2 goals to 1 and then Aston Villa also picked up a 2-1 win over Leeds United. When you get to the league standings, Arsenal top of the table 47 points only 14 goals conceded. Manchester City are second on 39 points. And then you have Newcastle in third on 38 points. Fourth, United in 30, on 38 points as well. And then you have Tottenham completing the top five on 33 points. Sixth is Fulham. Seventh, Brighton, eighth. Brentford, ninth. Liverpool and tenth Chelsea. These are not uh, places you would have predicted for uh, teams like Liverpool and Chelsea, but that's exactly what it is looking like in uh, the Premier League these days. Let's go to some basketball to round it off uh, for this morning's edition of Kickoff, and let's check out the games that were played last night. The Portland Trail Blazers stay were at home when they beat the Dallas Mavericks 142-123. The Kings continue to be impressive 132 119 is how they won their game against the san antonio Spurs. the kings improved to a 24 18 record they look like they are ready to get back into the playoffs the denver nuggets were also at home when they beat the orlando magic 119 116 and then a russell westbrook gaff at the end of the game cost the lakers a victory against the 76ers 112 113 is how that Particular one ended. That's how it broke down in the NBA last night, and that's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Let's There's more sports at citysportsonline.com.
8: station of Power of relevant radio. the Radio This is City 97.8 There's a natural
6: 97.3 CDFM People have been trying to uh, explain what this natural mystic is. I don't know what it is. And there are many theories as to what the natural mystic would be. Whether it's some disease, whether it's some invasion, whether it's a philosophy, whether it's some Armageddon type thing. I don't know what it is. It balances itself, man. Yeah, but I don't know. But what is the natural mystic? If you know, let me know. A few more birthday requests coming in. Happy birthday to Joel Nalikem Wright. You are seven years old today. You are a student of Olive Crest Montessori. Coming in from your mom and dad, may you live to fulfill God's destiny for your life. Joel Nalikem Wright. One of my favorite ever names, Mm Sky, is Valikem. 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 I had a friend friend called Valikem Dovulu. Valikem. (laughs) Very nice (laughs) name, Valikem. A wonderful name, uh, you know. A it's a prophetic name. name. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Valikem. Yeah, Valikem, it's yeah. A wonderful <laughs> name. So yeah. that's happy, b- but this is Nalikem. Yeah, Nalikem. This is not Valikem. This is Joel Nalikem. Right. He's seven years old today. His dad and mom and the siblings say you are big man.
13: Mm-hmm. Big, big, big. Yeah.
6: Big. Bigger every day. <laughs> Bigger every, uh, <laughs> it's one of the favorite songs in my house. So. <laughs> Bigger every day. You know who sang it? Oh, Sky, Charlie, you backslide too much. Yeah, you, yeah, if like you're a cause you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nester, do you know who's bigger every day? Uh,
14: bigger every
17: day. But I know the song. I just don't know who's... Who
6: what's the progression? Sounds, <laughs> you don't know it. You don't know it. Song, I know
17: the song. I know. <laughs> bigger every day. No, 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 no. Bigger every day. Yeah, I know the song.
6: A song by Moses Bliss.
12: Moses Bliss. Yeah, you know
6: Moses Bliss. I don't know Moses Bliss. No, backslide, <laughs> you have to go back to your EP PO Box Six Adavio. No care of PO Box Six Adavio. Richard De La Sky is a big man.
11: And let me say belated happy birthday is coming from all of us actually to Claspy Della Russell, a clue of the daily graphic. Um, you celebrate the port and hubbard branch Thank you, thank you. She is the governance head over there, I she is governing it. the whole place, yeah, the whole port. <laughs> oh, no, what is left of the port? <laughs> She's the chief correspondent for the yeah. at the port. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. And, uh, the yeah, last so yeah. 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 you keep listening to us and you doing great things for the Republic. Solid, solid, solid.
6: And it's cool cash for you this season. General is long. That's uh, why you need to get in touch with bank, and be part of the Zenibank MasterCard More for More promo now. Spend a thousand cities or more Online or via POS using a Zenith MasterCard debit card and be rewarded with fewer coupons, shopping vouchers and up to 20,000 CD cash at the end of January. Shop and pay using a Zenith MasterCard debit card and be rewarded with a cool cash to shop again in the Zenith for more promotion. Promo regulated by NLA uh, On the Caritas Lottery platform Terms and conditions apply Promo ends January 31, 2023 Zenith Bank in your best interest Later on this morning on Effective Living Series I'll be speaking to Taka Awari. And this week we're focusing on uh, Your professional priorities And she'll be discussing The issue of self-leadership In the new world of work Takawa is the founder and CEO of Busara Africa, which is a leading human and organizational development consultancy. He's always one of my best speakers. He's launched a new book called Leadership. Tuning at 9 a.m. on the City Breakfast Show and at 9.30 on City TV Breakfast Daily. so that's coming up this morning. Also, it's brought to you by Enterprise Insurance and Hallmark Freight and Logistics. This year's Enterprise Motor Insurance promo is different. Simply buy or renew your motor insurance with Enterprise and win instant gifts such as fuel coupons, branded gift items, and qualify for the monthly raffle draw with amazing rewards. What's more, when you buy your motor insurance from Enterprise, you stand a chance of winning an iPhone 14, washing machine, high-pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, auto tire inflator and in the final month a premium crotch rocket motorbike wait no more call your insurance broker your agent or visit any enterprise branch for your motor insurance get free fewer coupons and be the possible winner of these amazing rewards at our monthly raffle draw between January and June enterprise your advantage
17: All right, a few more birthday messages coming in. Happy birthday, Kenel Dote, a.k.a. Gedot, of the Ghana Armed Forces, aged gracefully uh, in good health. Uh, this one is from Abel Tete. Mm-hmm. And please wish our daughter and sister, Lois Omanye, you uh, I think. Happy birthday from uh, the father and mother and sisters, Phoebe Na, Dromo, and Ariel Yehuada, all of the Oblee family. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, um, "Kind okay, happy birthday to my dear son, Lemuel Coleman. He's eight today. The message is coming from his father, George Coleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bernard, please help me wish my small girl, Br- uh, Brina, or Brina, I think, said him I grow a belated birthday. She's a level six student in one of the schools in the Volta region. That's coming from her uncle, Ebenezer Agro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kindly wish my lovely superhero husband, <laughs> mm-hmm. engineer Adam Apedo of Durham Medical Center, a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Please tell him I said he's still the one. That's from his wife Vivian Apedo. Speaking of Vivian Apedo,
6: I want to wish Vivian Kai Loko. AKA Labadil Jonathan. AKA Shine, shine, Bobo, A.K.E. <laughs> <laughs> he has many names. Yesterday was a birthday. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday was a birthday. Yeah. So we want to just yeah, yeah, yeah. join ourselves to Thank all you. the wishes uh-huh. and send special notice uh-huh. to Ninja. Thank you. That he knows what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being an experienced man, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, know, he knows he knows the the
12: protocol. Thank you. He should himself. So
6: Ninja, Ninja, you know what you have to do <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of uh, the why uh, Where is it from? At Disco. At this Yes. At Disco yeah. man. He's so, doing it on our behalf No, I mean, what you do,
11: do one for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, Final one, it says uh, It's yet another beautiful day to celebrate a special woman And this one is going out to Mrs. Gloria Nafua Sante mm-hmm. Of the Methodist uh, University College You are not only my dearest wife But also the best thing that ever happened to me May the lo- good Lord grant you all your heartfelt Bell, birthday wishes. Enjoy a fabulous birthday, and I pray that all you wish for come through. This is coming in from your husband, the belated one. And the name is um, Gabriel Asante, West African Institute for Financial and Economic Management, inside Lagos, Nigeria. All right, so the government gave itself an 80%
6: target for the domestic debt exchange. Okay, it is quite clear that they have not met that. On Friday, there was a crunch meeting between the Minister of Finance and his advisors uh, on one side and the various group of financial institutions who have been invited to take up the debt exchange program. Mm. This is the second deadline. And even though I have not received an official notification, I, I can tell you that based on all that I know, it is unlikely that the government has met its 80%. I'm not even sure they've met 50% of upticks. Mm -hmm. So it is very likely they would extend the debt exchange program deadline. And um, there are various theories as to how we got here. My theory is twofold. I, I think that the debt exchange was rushed so that the consultations that ought to have been done, you recall we read the Jamaican example. There's also been examples in Ecuador and other parts of the world, Argentina, Sri Lanka you typically would have a longer period of consultation so that the announcement of the debt exchange is just a formality. You remember when I was in the Jamaican example, I said to you that there's this whole consultation that there's a committee formed. So for me, the first red flag was when people in the industry started calling me a day before the announcement in absolute panic. It's like the government is proposing very draconian terms for a debt exchange, which they do not seem to agree with. Yeah. Now, that's the first red flag because for the few debt exchanges we've read about, you typically talk to everybody, discuss the details from a set of committees, and the day you are making the announcement, the guys from the other institutions are flanking you so that those of us who are watching will say, ah, the bank association guy is there, insurance guy is there, uh, uh, fund management guy is there. So this is something they've agreed and worked through. Two things happen: We put in place a high-level committee. I'm not sure we used anything. That's where my red flag came from. Oh, so that's your red flag? That was
9: my red flag. Okay, The fact that we did not hear anything about the work that commission did after. Mm. And as soon as that happened for me, I was like, there's a problem. a problem. Because, again, based on the kind of people we had on that particular commission that was set out to go and do the work, <laughs> if they had come out to say, this is what we've done and this is our, these are our recommendations, based on the conversations we've had, and we spoke to the finance ministry, ABCD, perhaps we would have seen, because then we could have used that committee or commission as a liaison, as a bridge. Because if you look at the people mm-hmm. who are on it, you mentioned Mr. Acyan. Alexa Asiedu, uh, Mr. Do, um, a high-level high insurance lady. Lady on it. Name. All these people had links back to... Simon Donu. Yes, back to the affected parties. They would have been able to sort this out. So that was your red flag? That was so my, my red flag.
6: I, my red flag, the first one, was the, 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 the fact that industry people appeared surprised about this and then the second issue was the um what do you call back and forth in in English like like you say something you tell you renege yeah. on it <coughs> so the president comes and says there's not going to be a haircut That's and then the information has to come and explain that it's going to be hand. principal then you have the president saying that domestic bondholders will not be included and sorry, individual bonds will not be included and even included so there are a lot of u turns the lack of Clarity from the beginning was a red flag because, as I said, usually you would have worked all these things through so that when you announce it, it's just a formality. We seem to have made the announcement, and now different groups started to protest. And pensions say we're not agree, and then you had insurance saying please exclude us. The bank said we will be collapse. You will collapse us if you do this the way you want to do it. The fund managers say you wipe out the whole industry. Then individual bondholders are brought in. I think the first watershed moment was when the individual bond Bondholders came in. It mobilized them around the course. Because prior to that a lot of the opposition had been institutional. And you know that a lot of these banks and things cannot really oppose the government because the regulator is very strong. But individual bondholders, the government has nothing on them. So whoever advised the government to include individual bondholders, either doesn't understand the way Ghana works or is very heartless. Because if you really understand the way Ghana works, it's once you, you see, individual bondholders are typically influential people who are wealthy, and there's also a lot of pensioners involved who know how to mobilize. Indeed, as I speak to you, no mean a person than Dr. Edwin Ancientry, one of the most accomplished people <coughs> in finance, interviewed him many times. Edwin Ancientry is the former CEO or the MDG of the SEC, the SEC, he knows what he's talking representing about, representing individual bondholders, and he <laughs> says. All that we've told people to do in my past 30 years of work will be undone if this thing goes through the way it being done. So the consultation was poor. And whoever gave the advice, and that's the other challenge. I, I don't want to criticize the foreign consultants because there's a lot of technical work that needs to be done Before this when it comes to debt exchanges. But there's always an important cultural context that these international organizations miss. Where they think they can run roughshod or just make, make um, uh, how shall I say, recommendations without being cognizant of some of the nuances. Nobody who understands the way Ghana works would just come up with the way they announce this and include individual bondholders when the president has been very clear that they are not going to do it. You are even undermining his, his, his credibility by doing that. So I feel that the Ministry of Finance has not taken, and indeed, my, the third point I'll make, and again, I stand to be corrected. <laughs> Listening to the big issue very carefully this weekend, and Fred, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I have the distinct impression that the vice president spokesperson was a bit conflicted in his submissions. He did not seem very sure. He did not seem very... There was no... He it, 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 it was, was not decisive. He was very imprecise in answering all the questions that the panel was putting to him. A
9: lot of his answers did not give confidence.
6: Yes, and I am saying that to suggest that where he's taking his direction from, which is the vice president's office, head of the EMT, may not be in total agreement with the way the finance ministry is proceeding. <laughs> because the, the gentleman was speaking for the vice president. He wasn't speaking for the minister of finance. So when he was pushed, he found a really nice way around some of the questions. So I'm using that to say that, and again, if you look at the, the way high-level members of parliament no me a person than the majority leader, and then the majority chief whip You know, Parliament, for a majority leader who I know is under pressure, all right? A majority leader who is under pressure because of some of the moves to move the, uh, the finance minister, and a chief whip whose job it is to mobilise the government side in Parliament to support government programmes, to to separate in separate interviews. In different I have the interview. I have the interview played. To in separate interviews say that if you include the um, individual bondholders, you hard will hard wipe hard out hard. the middle class. Now, that is either possibility. The, the possibility is either a high level of um, disagreement in government, b- because a, a majority land knows that whatever he says is very serious. What it. It tells me that either the finance minister is on his own in this matter, and there are people in government who are saying you are going against what we've decided, which is why they have come out. Because there's no reason why a majority that will come out and openly say that if you include the individual bondholders, you wipe out the middle class. Basically pointing the finance minister in the face and saying, what you are doing is wrong. Both of them are in cabinet. So it, the, the, the only explanation is that the, the Minister of Finance and Lazar are on their own or Mr. Che Bonsu and another prayer or Mwati, And the latter is not possible. Because in this circumstance, they can't teach in like that. There mm-hmm. has to be some schism in government for two high level officials of government to openly oppose the position of the Ministry of Finance.
11: Sky. Well, I mean, so if you understand the history behind how bondholders came to be included in this whole thing, I mean, it's not what you mm-hmm. see publicly, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, mind you, initially they were not part of it. Um, but the the resistance that we've seen From you know trade unions And some other organized groups To the initial approach Or the initial announcement Okay, they wanted to include pensions And all other things Which eventually had to be chopped off Led to a rethink What should be the new approach mm-hmm. Now, of course There are some reasons why and, and when you speak to people Within government And those on the corridors of power You get the impression that There are a lot of big boys within government who will so much financial power and who have invested heavily in bonds. Uh, The impression is created that some of these big boys, so-called big boys, have been putting pressure on the finance ministry in a number of ways. Either they are, you know, organizing people against the finance minister for non-performance or incompetence, as some have suggested, or that they are creating the kind of atmosphere that makes it impossible for the finance minister to perform his job because they do not like his style of governance. So you hear from some people, they are indicating that, okay, this attempt to include individual bondholders is in part to deal with the problem and then also to punish those people who are deemed to be some of the biggest investors in the bonds. And who are in government, and who are not, not in government strictly speaking, but yeah, who are yeah. either members of parliament yeah. or members of the party, and who have invested heavily in bonds. So, if you want to neutralize them at least for the next two years, you have to do something about the funds that come to them from the bonds that they have invested in. So, oh, he, seriously? Oh, Bernadette. so you
6: are looking at it more from the fact that these guys. Are fighting for their own money.
11: Yeah, yeah, so so the, the, there's there's a context to it. Okay, the, and the context is that, as you said, the Honourable State Chairman is facing pressure, which pressure is resulting from a certain suspicion that, that he may have had something to do with the attempt to topple the Finance Minister he himself has come out to say that when he was surprised at the coup d'etat launch at the finance minister, of course, I mean, there are people in government who think otherwise. you understand? So, it is not surprising to have him come out. If the earlier submission I made is anything to go by, then he will create the impression that look, he is putting pressure back on the system to say that look, you cannot go after the fans of these people. But you see, we have to make an admission. Hold on, but he would only be bold enough to do this if he knows
6: that there are people in the same government mm-hmm. who support it. Yeah, that's what I'm because saying. Because if it was just a question of his personal money, mm-hmm. then his position would be completely untenable. Yeah. Because first, you're accused of trying to ask the finance minister or instigating this. Mm-hmm. Now you haven't even finished pledging mm-hmm. yourself off. Mm-hmm. And then you come out and openly... And mind you, mm-hmm. from the government's communication, mm-hmm. if the domestic debt exchange fails, if, if Gabi's tweets are to be believed, mm-hmm. the IMF program will not happen which means that government, in fact, the 2023 budget hinges on this. Mm-hmm. Now, the majority leader in parliament who oversaw the approval of the budget, mm-hmm. who is in charge of making sure government business goes through, mm-hmm. is now openly saying mm-hmm. that including this group will wipe out the middle class, basically saying your approach is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I can only conclude that mm-hmm. somebody in government, probably
11: higher than him, Wants him to do this. You see, that's what I'm saying. That if you know the history of how the finance minister came to be hit so hard by members of his own party, mm-hmm. saying that we don't want him as finance <clears throat> minister again, mm. then you would understand that within the party structures, within the MPP in Parliament, there are big boys who control a lot of money, and these so-called big boys have invested heavily, according to the information that is circulating, in bonds. And these were the same people who way, somehow, according to the information, men, met somewhere in the eastern region and had... But that would be so cynical. The, hold on. <laughs> they, uh-huh. they, they are including them because they want to... Uh-huh.
6: So you see... want to sacrifice our economic um, survival as a government uh-huh. on emasculating a few miscreant MPs who have money. But, cynical? No, hold on. The, the first guy, <laughs> it will not be too much of a
9: stretch... Considering no 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 no, considering that we put policies in place
6: to benefit five people, no 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 but whole state, state policy. see guys guys. <laughs> so what guy is saying is not too much of a surprise. Freire uh-huh. is one of I don't know the prefers or whatever their uh-huh. name. Is. They are a global yes um known agency that helps countries to do it. in fact they help Ecuador do their their debt thing. exchange. Uh-huh. World Bank IMF and all these bodies are part of the conversation about debt exchange. It's a major conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. You want to tell me that one of the the, the considerations of whoever is pushing this mm-hmm. is to immobilize see, people with money in the government? Man, I hold on yeah. again. Come, come on. Guys. It's not too much of a stretch. You come see, on, guys.
9: You see, yeah, yeah. Men, there yeah. are significant yeah. differences between... And if you realize, civil society has not been very happy with how this process, including all these partners that you've mentioned, mm-hmm. have gone about this particular debt exchange program.
13: Mm-hmm.
9: Because if you look at the last engagement Ghana had with the IMF, civil society and other actors were kept very much in the loop mm-hmm. on every step of the way. In fact, they made inputs along the way.
17: Under the previous government? Yes.
9: Okay. It's not even about yeah, the government. Yeah, okay. I'm just yeah. saying the last process. The last
17: process. Okay. Because okay. so okay. this one seems this to be the finance ministry is...
9: This one is like... They, they, they've put a lead wall around it. Mm-hmm.
6: Maybe because the ministry feels isolated. Bernard, how does the ministry feel isolated <laughs> when you are talking <laughs> about people's <laughs> yeah. money? No, because so, I'm, so okay, let me just try and see if I, I can get So the, the ministry of finance is the one that all these agencies will take a cue from. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that the external forces will depend on the ministry of finance for local context,
13: mm-hmm.
6: right? But I'm saying that the decision to include individual bondholders, if you read a statement that is sent, they said that because they have varied the terms mm-hmm. and they have made the terms less inimical, they were going to include individual bondholders. So they, they were not saying that they were just making a U-turn. They, they said, if you read a statement on Friday or Thursday, mm-hmm. they said, initially we have only four flat bonds. Mm-hmm. We've increased them to 12. Mm-hmm. The terms were very liquid. Mm-hmm. We have made them into a combination of less liquid and more liquid. Mm-hmm. And we feel that with those terms, in,
11: we are inviting individual bondholders. Yeah. Now, I I think that's very nuanced. No, you see, Bernard, that's why I'm saying that, you see, you don't just look at it on the periphery. You see, it's just, basically it's perfunctory for a government to issue a statement and say that, okay, this is the reason we are doing this now. But I'm saying that there's always a history to it. And if you understand the context of how people want the finance minister to go, you understand the context of the alleged coup plot, how it was plotted, if you understand the, the, the weight of people who reportedly financed it, if you understand how those people came to be, if you like, in parliament, when the minister responsible for finance, who this they had said should go, came back to the chamber in order to listen to the finance minister present his budget.
6: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
11: Then you understand why... Some people take the view.
6: Okay, so some people are taking the view. (laughs) You are concluding.
11: No, 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 I'm not not concluding. I'm just telling you what is happening on the the corridors. Exactly. Some
6: claim that the man wants to
11: do them in. Exactly. So, and these are people with a lot of financial, you know, muscle. So, how do you. Make sure that they do not become a problem going forward Mind you, there are elections to be fought Which elections will elect a flag bearer And then ultimately elect a president That is if the MPP's fortunes are to be seen as being solid strong Ahead of the 2024 elections So what I'm saying is that it is, it is, It did not just happen out of a vacuum Of course, there was an initial approach which approach some people resisted. So, if you take those people out, the thing is in, in, in is no longer in balance. So, when that happens, what is the next feasible alternative? Mm. Which is to say, how do we bridge the gap in there? Okay. And then they decided to go against, if you like, go and do a research and find out who are the biggest individual bondholders in Ghana. The people who have invested so much money in boys, I'm not talking about the ones who are, you know, making serious mm-hmm. demands on the sidelines. Yeah. There are big boys who have political colors, yeah. who have invested so much money, and they are out for blood. Right. I'll play Clemens' as voice for you, and then come back and see what
6: Gabi has been tweeting as well.
9: Before so you do, hold on, one second. You see, just because of what Sky is saying,
6: mm-hmm. guess who met the party over the week no they came to greet him i want us to be careful here because see i think that no i know the the, the way the, the government's in a desperate position oh yes yeah. that's true and so what you asked you've qualified what you said by saying that some people think that uh-huh. he put it they, they, they brought this in because of those cynical reasons but mm. trust me even the minister of finances company will suffer because of this so it's not it's not as if mm. anybody is going to benefit from this debt exchange oh, certainly. apart from the fact that maybe because of th- the only question you can ask about this exchange is that those who knew about it ahead of time could they have exited that and made big sums of money before all of us who didn't know will suffer and in serious jurisdictions those things must investigated. so for example you can have a right information to say okay let's know six months prior to the debt exchange and IMF program, mm-hmm. how many of the private or domestic or individual bondholders cashed out significant amounts of money mm-hmm. on the basis of knowing that there was going to be a debt exchange. For knowledge. That could be very important going forward to deti- to determine whether or not some of the things you're saying are true. I want to hear the man himself, mm-hmm. Chairman Sabon. So you was speaking as a brief, brief uh,
15: voice clip. If we are wiping away the middle class... That's going to be dangerous. That's going to be dangerous. So we need to have some further dialogue on this. I'm not sure government is, you know, takes interest and joy in suppressing. No government would have any joy in doing that. So government thinks that this is the best way forward. However, even if it is, we need to engage course reflect and then move on and then that will encourage people who have some doubts to better appreciate where we are because some people are talking out of emotions not really appreciating where we are
6: so that was was a a shortish voice clip um I'm 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 being careful to you you cannot dis uh disengage the policies from the economics. Yep but I, I feel we'll do our listeners a lot justice if we break down the, the economic reasons why this is not working. Yeah. The fact that the terms are inimical and even though the government has made improvements if you put the whole thing together, a lot of groups still feel they'll be worse off. The banking sector feels that their capital is going to go, their liquidity is going to go, a lot of that. We can deal with all of that. Yeah. And then we come to the politics of it as well, the lack of consultation, the approach of take it or leave it initially, the Attorney General's advice, and then the attempt to remove the Minister of Finance, and the issue of trying to emasculate private uh, domestic bondholders, and all of those as another, because Kai, I agree with you that there's something they call political economy that is studied seriously. Mm-hmm. You're basically saying that it's not just the economics. Yeah. The politics around it is also important. So I get you. But I'm, I'm just saying that it will be very surprising for mm-hmm. that to be the main consideration for this U-10. Because if a president comes to announce that there's not going to be individual bondholders, mm-hmm. and anybody who understands Ghana politics knows that once you bring in individual bondholders, they have less fear of government. It's not like banks or insurance companies or groups of companies they are, these are private people who have made their own money. Yep. So whoever took that decision is probably very naive about social mobilization in Ghana and does not understand. I mean, look at what Senyo Hosi and Martin Kwebu and Edouane and Anantri have been able to do in one week. I, I mean, I came on air in November and we started talking about debt exchange. Mm-hmm. We have not had a serious advocacy against that exchange until individual bondholders were, in, were mentioned less than two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what they've managed to achieve, they've gotten over 30,000 signatures in a week. Mm-hmm. The banks were shouting, but they were not on air. Mm-hmm. They were afraid. Insurance companies were screaming, but they were screaming on phone mm-hmm. using WhatsApp messages. They couldn't come on air. Mm-hmm. So whoever made the calculation that let's bring in individual bondholders, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if for the cynical reason you're making, that person is probably very naive. Because if you know anything about people who, who are the movers and seekers in Ghana and what they can do mm-hmm. behind the scenes, mm-hmm. that is probably the worst tactical error anybody could have made in such a sensitive program. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. Let's bring Daniel K. in. Daniel K. is <laughs> here with taking Social Media Threads. He has a nice haircut. He has punk. <laughs> oh, uh, you have to call him. Nathan, he has punk. <laughs> you, know, you tell us who is sponsoring his segment and then we move into the segment.
17: Well, yeah, the segment is brought to us by CalBank. CalBank is saying that if you reactivate your Cal account this uh, season, you get more value, you get access to... Their short code service, star 771 hash cownet and the cowbank app. Talk to them mm. via WhatsApp, social media, email, or you can call to free 800 yeah. 500, 500 Bank. Oh, yeah. forward to get together. together in the It's so also brought to us by Vodafone. Vodafone says, with one Ghana CD, you get 20 minutes talk time to all yeah. networks and 1 mm. GB of data yeah. every day between 5 a.m. and 11.59 a.m. Just dial star 530-Hash-to-Subscribe and enjoy longer conversations and more browsing time. That's Vodafone. All feather you together feather together <laughs>
6: alright you have a few minutes to tell us what's trending Liverpool is trending quick quick it's not true <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool is not trending
15: <laughs> 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 quick 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 yeah let me do it fast fast yes. yeah, yeah, the the bo- te- bo. Te- yeah quick <laughs> quick um, the bond 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 was over James Bond.
6: Yeah, we know. you remember Charlie?
15: Sky, uh, you have to apologize <laughs> to set tech
6: yeah, yeah. There was a <laughs> time, there was a time in Ghana, eh? Sky was calling set tech James Bond. <laughs> because every time Set
12: tech
6: guy says James Bond, it's Bond. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you were calling Set tech James Bond. Now see, write the letter and sign under your hand and apologize <laughs> to this
15: I'm sorry. <laughs> see, this CBS is also trending. Yeah, it's a mixture of two things. A mixture of goodbye, my lover. Oh yeah, he's not, he's not going forever. Oh, no, they say he appreciate him. They no, say he did no. fantastically well. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm back. <laughs> if, if he wasn't yeah. married, I give him again.
14: You cried. It was. It depends on <laughs> the terms of the marriage. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can get an additional one. In Jesus name
2: we we'll no not there. I
15: <laughs> Ah, Sky. Do you know Arsenal is trending? Yeah. yeah. Arsenal are the real deal. Ten Hag
6: is trending. <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> <too> was trending <laughs> <laughs> over the weekend. No, but Liverpool and Chelsea are trending
14: together. Why? You say? as well. <laughs> 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 Liverpool and Chelsea are trending. We have the same
15: number of points. We are training together, ah, I'm, I'm the one doing this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. telling you that to Why are you trying to force Josie inside this one? Charlie, i not part. It's you. <Yeah. laughs> they are rigging the trend. <laughs> Nepal is in the train, so <laughs> so rather than a sad oh, Yeah, There was a, pl- a plane crash in Nepal, um, 68. Oh. Uh, people have been confirmed there. There were 72 people on um, board. It's very interesting videos that have come out. In fact, there was a passenger on board who was doing a live session when the plane crashed. So you can see exactly what happened inside the, the plane. plane. It's
6: called the Yeti.
15: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you so the, ab- the, ab- the
17: abominable snowman. <laughs>
15: it's, 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 it's very sad. Um, Tesla. Um, okay, Sky. Yeah. Yeah. You were the one who was saying. Oh, he's actually telling not tell anybody, but I'm telling people. He said he was planning to buy a Tesla, and oh, I'm nice. telling him that they've cut their prices. Uh, uh, this year they've prices here, ten percent, thirteen percent in UK, twenty percent um another part so powerful. Yeah. No, no, there's no excuse. There's going to have a policy for electric cars.
11: Well, you see, so that's one area that we seem to have um, so much gap. You know, we've been calling on them to do something about it, mm-hmm. going green and, and investing. And then also that policy would also have to build the infrastructure net necessary. Mm-hmm. Public ports, that would be available for people to go and plug in yeah. and, and charge their vehicles. It will help. You know? It will help us a lot because our electricity production capacity is increasing.
6: Mm-hmm. So if with fossil fuel and all the challenges they're facing... We should at least start thinking about electric Ubers. Yeah, that's right. That's help really us. a comprehensive policy yeah. that deals with these issues. Is Madagascar trending? No. <laughs> Madagascar
15: is not trending. Black? Uh, it was trending last Galaxy. night. It's, yeah, it's left the they this morning. Tell what happened to Ghana. What happened to Ghana? Tell Madagascar. Hmm. We have to seriously look inside. But Benhan, hmm? when I came, you uh, were talking about my haircut. And yes, my, you're uh, punk. Yeah, it's nice. Eh? I like it. Yeah. There's a TV series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, in fact, they finished there the First season, oh, you like mean, for those of you who missed it, the hairdressers, you mean we are coming back? We are coming back, but this one is on digital. I need to
6: see more, so there's
15: no missing it. I need to see
6: more men being made with their hair being
14: done. Oh, yeah. on the hairdressers, what would they be doing <laughs> about their hair? Pay <laughs> me, <laughs> what <laughs> time does it show? Yeah. 10 a.m. on city. <laughs> I reject that every
6: day. So, I see 10 a.m. on city, you see, like, uh-huh. you know, the concern that happens in. Hairdressers
15: are it's bad. Bad, it's
6: bad, 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 bad. Things I've heard. Look, they hold your filler. I know some men who drive their wife to the hairdresser's and then sit there and wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, 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 don't, they don't want their wife to say anything. <laughs> but the problem is that when they leave, through,
11: the the, the hairdresser they fill up for they them. Out. <laughs> and the worst thing is when you appear on the television. Yeah,
2: this is the city breakfast show. The city's biggest conversation.
1: I'm not your dunya, my muduka. Don't mess me I got an answer, but I choose to tell you later. I say this world is not your own. Cause if you die, your body no, they go back home. Koya girimanka, ala nebaba. I need to get, 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 you get, you, like you get, Cari, come kamango come and be as a man. In this hour, if God will get the power, blessing rain like shower, make me sweet. Come on, he's <laughs> out.
6: minutes past 8 on a City Breakfast show. A lot of conversation, comments around the domestic debt exchange. Very controversial. The debt exchange was to have uh, the deadline for uptake was to have been today. I'm using a stem words because I strongly suspect that there would be an extension, and um, I'm, I, I'm not, I haven't received confirmation from government yet. But based on all we know, the uptake has not been positive. Mm-hmm. The inclusion of domestic. Uh, sorry, I keep saying domestic. The inclusion of individual bondholders has um, rallied vocal support. You should have listened to Martin Pebu and Samuel Hosi and um, Eduan Aniyemusi surrounding a hapless sp- one of the spokespersons for the vice president this week on the big issue. They literally took him to the cleaners. I when they gave Mister Martin Kibu the chance to talk, the person said, "No to DDE, <laughs> to no to DDE." <laughs> to and they all join in. You know, it was really serious. So. We, we are discussing this. I wanted Nathan to read a few quick comments. Yep. Then we'll see. Right. Two important tweets have come in which reveal part of what Godfrey and Sky were saying. It's almost like a, a big divide in government. Mm. So, mm. Uh, okay.
17: Yes. All right. Park was in Tema. Says uh, Bernard, a natural mistake today will be the debt restructuring program and the haircut.
8: <laughs> yeah.
17: um, another message, the hopes of members of the Ghana Insurance, Ghana Insurance Association mm-hmm. of being excluded from the debt exchange will not materialize. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is because the finance ministry in a letter to the association signed by the minister says an exemption is not an option for the groups. Now according mm-hmm. to the uh, Association's president Seth um, Aklasi 40 percent of its total assets of Q3 2022 mm-hmm. were invested in GOG securities, hence, any attempt mm-hmm. to give its members a haircut will worsen the situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, the finance ministry is responding to the group ex- and explained that based on feedback from industry players, it had made significant adjustments to the program mm-hmm. and will not exempt insurance. Okay, right. Um, good morning, Bernard. The utterances. And government's posture from day one lacks consensus building. Mm -hmm. Even at this point, that the government should be seen to take some actions to send a signal that could attract some public sympathy. They are still keeping the large government size and all of that. All right. So a very significant
6: um, shift in the conversation about the debt exchange was um, engineered when the no mean a person that the majority leader in parliament added his voice to views that. including individual bondholders, was inimical. Indeed, he goes to boldly say that it would wipe out the middle class. Now, if we've, we've managed to put him on the line to get his thoughts on this very uh, serious issue on the day, or the last day for uptick for the exchange. Honorable Chairman Sambosu's MP for Swami and Majority Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us.
10: Good morning, Bernard. And thank you for having me.
6: So, the, the, our analysis is that, for a majority leader to add his voice to the advocacy against aspects of the debt exchange is very significant, and it was something you did not do lightly. So what's the background? Why did you decide to come out to speak against the inclusion of individual bondholders in the exchange? My position is
10: that if individual bondholders must be included. We need to have a uh, greater dialogue on the matter. The people who came before us all recognised the fact that uh, we are in difficult times as a nation. What ached some of them or what ached them was the fact that uh, there was uh, virtually no consultation. So they were, they were kept in the dark so my plea was that government should be much more engaging. We should recognize, as I said, that government, no government has pleasure or displeasure in inflicting difficulties or hardship on the citizens. Um, we must also recognize that we are in difficult times and we need to alter the developments together order for us to be able to get uh, ashore safely. So, I'm aware that uh, some kind of questions went on behind the care But from what information that we had from the individual bondholders, they coming from the other side uh, were saying that, bluntly, that they were not consulted. So it means that whatever uh, consultation that might have gone on was not deep enough or broad enough. And that was at the pit. Of my plea that uh, government should um, all of us in government should be much more consultative we should also recognize I mean as and let's be pragmatic and in these matters the construction is also uh, uh, must be must be in place because the longer the process delays the greater the risk of people maybe uh, pulling out investment through the window. You want to go through the um, front door to have these consultations and negotiations. And behind the curtains, people are pulling out their investment. So that is also another negative side of it. So it's, a, it's, it's really a difficult um, uh, process for all of us. Notwithstanding, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. by strength, nothing really can also be the same. Of what is significant about this is the fact that, as I indicated, the holders, um, most of them, I, I would even venture to say that about ninety ninety five percent of them belong to the middle class. And if it should happen the way it's being done, it really may impose some difficulties on the middle class. Some of them nearing retirement age, uh, depending on um, the, the use of these investments, to pay for medication, to pay for school fees of kids, uh, children, grandchildren, and so on and so forth. So it may really inflict some difficulties. So what is the best way about it? Some suggestions are being floated. The government has come out to say that not much, um, um, pension money. Some others are suggesting that, yes, even with the pension money, there are some of them who may not be falling on their pensions immediately. Maybe, uh, they may be falling on the pension 10, 12, 15 years from now. For those of them whose time may be due in the immediate future, 2, 3 years, four, 5 years from now, you may not be able to touch their pensions. But for those of them who, whose pension, the uh, gestation period is, is longer from now, uh, then perhaps um, we could find we could a way to also introduce them and reveal some funding to the government for stabilizing the, the shape of state. So these are matters that mm. all
6: of us have right. a perception Yeah, thanks for the explanation. But there's a view that with... Individual and household bondholders having just about 13% of government debt. And as you rightly pointed out, they being middle class people, these are poor who can fight for themselves. And that the larger group of poor people who are part of, as you said, pensions, collective investment schemes and mutual funds because they don't have enough money to individually go and get their own bonds, they are the ones who ought to be getting the attention of the majority leader or people who are against the... the, the 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 in aspect of the of the deal and how come it's rather this small group of 13% of government debt that has attracted your attention because individual bondholders are generally as you said middle class people they can do their own class action lawsuits so the it's rather the poor farmer the teacher those who are collectively part of schemes that don't have a voice that ought to have attracted your intervention not this group
10: mm. Mm, this group is the that approached us. Um, I'm not too sure by what you are saying that we should have waved them aside and told them that, oh, out there, there's a larger group, so we with you. I'm not too sure that is the response that you wanted from us. But they yeah, are the people who came before us. Um, and I should just saying, if you listen to me, I said that uh, I'm talking about when we engage them. Uh, I say that this whole business, I think we should um, reflect That is about the debt exchange and see the, the best approach to it. The honorable approval brought the experiences um, that Jamaica and Greece um, bring to bear. So I was really relating to the generality of it, that this whole exercise, maybe we should be a bit more reflective on it to determine for ourselves the best way forward. So it was an all-inclusive matter that I raised, even though the individual bondholders were the ones who approached us last Friday.
6: Fair enough. Is there a concern that the decision to include the individual bondholders could be an attempt by some people managing the process to emasculate or to reduce the influence of some individual boardholders who are considered politically powerful. I mean, uh, my, my colleague, Richard Scott, was making the point that some of them feel that it was a cynical decision to include them because the president was very clear in his announcement to us a month back that they would not be included. So some people feel that it was a belated attempt to get at specific individuals because, of course, the person managing the process would know who has which bond and what the person's value is. Did your, did your group consider that in your, in your as you listened to them?
10: I don't know of um, the, the cynicism that government is supposedly introducing to this. When you say to me that uh, some are saying that it's a cynical attempt to include otherwise uh, powerful individuals. Look, the, there are some members of parliament who are deeply invested. But um, we are not raising the matter as members of parliament, Right. So it's, it's cross-cutting. And I'll respectfully uh, especially implore you to let us cut out you know, uh, politics from this. It is about life. It is about livelihood. So let's look at it that way, rather than introducing unnecessary uh, politicization of this matter. It will not be helpful. Let's look at it with clear eyes, with a clear conscience,
6: and cut out the politics. But, but to the extent that the, 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 the domestic debt exchange is almost a, a prerequisite for the IMF deal, and looking at the fact that today being the 16th, we are not sure if we've even crossed the 40%, not even 50% threshold, the government has not told us, doesn't your intervention jeopardize the whole process because I know intervention was very clear about the individual bondholders but there's a view that the the thing is not is not gaining traction and bringing the individual bondholders in was an attempt to increase the percentage that government would get so they can then get the bond approval so by a significant person like you coming in to say no don't include these guys is there not a risk of jeopardizing the whole IMA process which is really the objective, at least if the Minister of Finance is to be believed, of this process?
10: I'm not sure that you really understand it to me. Because you are bold in your declaration that I said that we should not include individual bondholders. It was not the our consideration or submission that I made. But I said, if they have to be included, let's pause and reflect
6: and engage. Okay, I think that, that that's was, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an important distinction. That's Maybe I I, I misheard you. I, I, thank you. So you, you are saying that if they'll be included, then we must engage again to look at the implications and not just move as if the business as usual. That's exactly what
10: I said. Because as I said from the very outset, we are in democracy and what concerns all of us. Should be decided on by all. Let's get the buy-in of the people that was at the centre of it. I was not emphatic and say that. Let's not include them. Okay. That was not. That was not. But, I, 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 I thank but you for the clarification. much more
6: engagement. Yes. But if I interpret that to still mean a, a, a spanner in the works, that would not be too wrong because the deadline is today. The people came to you on Friday. Today is the next working day, so obviously,
10: which is, which is what which, which is what issue that I even spoke about when we met. That it's about late. I mean, um, maybe this thing ought to have come attention ought to have been drawn to this much earlier. Notwithstanding, better late than never. If there is any window of, of opportunity
6: that could be explored, why not? Okay, and again, pardon me for the initial misinterpretation. I probably got carried away because. Your chief whip also made similar comments and indeed he tweeted at us. So if I am permitted to read, Honorable Frank Anodon Prayer from his uh, verified account tweeted on the 14th that the finance minister struck ministry decision and resolution on individual bondholders. I don't agree with them and I think it's unfair and untenable. Review your decision now with an exclamation, exclamation mark. And then he tweets at Joy FM and City FM. So, Maybe we, we we sort of included all of that. Is 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 another prayer on his own? I know you've explained what you are saying, but he's, you are the majority. That he's a majority whip. So if the media assumes that the leadership of MPP in Parliament is not happy with the inclusion of individual bondholders, we cannot be faulted too much. I guess you can speak
10: to Chief Whip on this, not knowing the background and the, the backdrop of his own conversation. I wouldn't really want to jump onto it. The thing is, like you're speaking with me to to the issue that I raised when we did that. We met, uh, they had indicated to come to me, and uh, I got the soundbite that they had also informed the minority leader. So when they came to me, the minority leader had asked um, the honorable Amar Kofipua to represent him. later joined by the, the uh, ranking person for um, the planner. But then there was a whole train of the minority group. With them. Even though it was the leadership of parliament they were coming to see, it ended up that um, about um, 10 or so of the minority group followed them into my office. So they came to me as the majority leader. And the, um, my colleague, uh, the minority leader, also have flanked me. But he happened to be in Somalia at the time, which was why at least the two of them had to join me. But others also joined but I spoke to the leader the of the House because the invitation to us was that Parliament was to uh, assist them in addressing this matter. And I said at the time, I'll ferry it. Unfortunately, the figure is not even in the system. Mm. Uh, the, I said I'll ferry it to the the, yeah. um, the minister and the executive. Incidentally, the, the petition itself was addressed to the Minister of Finance and not even to Parliament. So... Mm. Uh, so I thought that perhaps they might have uh, deposited a copy or the the, 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 the prime document with the minister of Finance. Be that as it may, as I said when I spoke, spoke for myself and for Parliament, and assured sh- them that upon reconvening, which is going to be this um, January 31st, we certainly would yes. take the matter up to see what the steps that we could take for um, to assist the, the, the system. So that's what I said to them. Mm. As for Alau and what you are telling me, you are telling me I'm mm. not ready. But if and it if can it can but can if it to is me. true and that
6: I I will speak me. to him. But I just ask that yeah. if if your my if your chief whip is tweeting about such an important topic in such definitive terms, and obviously you are not aware that he put this tweet out. That is still a problem, right? Because if I am my majority leader and my chief whip, who's supposed to really take a cue from me on some of these matters is already in public blatantly opposing such an important government policy, it's, it's a challenge, is it not? I mean, some would even say that that could point to some lack of discipline within the front bench of the majority.
10: I don't want to go into that. What I know is that my, my whip, um, I think, he, he called out together with the inter uh, for some conference that um, that held in, um, in the Emirates. I don't even know whether he's back or not. But this is a, this is a very difficult matter. That may be upon reflection. He decides to put something. But I thought it was really read. And I don't also know the content uh, of it. And also the background of the whole
6: submission. Okay. Not
10: knowing that.
6: I wouldn't want. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I have two final questions for you, sir. Thank you for your forbearance. First one is Was Parliament consulted at all? about the DDE before it was announced?
10: Um, In the lead-up to the presentation of the budget, which is what um, uh, the minister, I brought the minister to have some conversation about the direction that the budget was going to take. That had not even happened before. In the life of the parliament, that I have been in since 1997. It was an innovation that I was trying to engender, uh, uh, occasioned by particularly where we are at the current state of circumstances, and I thought that from now on, the Minister of Finance will have to sit with Parliament and brief us about the broad contours of the anticipated budget, so that if there are any matters that we consider Parliament considers critical, Parliament then would open up to the Minister. To allow him uh, the opportunity to talk to those matters and possibly to include them if they are not already in the in the in the budget. So we had this lady meeting at the before the budget came to be consummated and then later on presented on behalf of the President Um There were broad discussions. The details were not known to us at the time. As some consultations went on as to where exactly we are as a nation, uh, I'm not too sure that this matter came up for uh, discussion. Maybe uh, the broad strokes were mentioned, but not the details as we are getting to know now.
6: Honestly. All right. And finally, there is a view that even in government, there are a lot of significant people in government in the EMT who disagree with the approach of the Ministry of Finance in the DDE. Is this something you can confirm?
10: First of all, I'm not in the EMT. And second, as cabinet we swear oaths of secrecy. You don't expect me to divulge whatever happens in to cabinet.
6: No, not the individual positions. Just that, for example, is cabinet in concert in support of this? I'm saying to you that in cabinet, we swear oaths of secrecy. So we don't throw in any page. Oh, no, but we, we know that the oath of security <laughs> means that you, but you, you, but you, but cabinet also communicates its decisions. So, even though there's a oath of secrecy, absolutely, absolutely. That, that is on we the basis of, yes. Yeah, so, what I'm saying that
10: this is what cabinet the official position
6: here, uh, beyond that, I don't, I don't speak as an individual or happening in cabinet with respect. All right, thank you for talking to us. That was honorable chairman, Sambo MP for Suame. Ex- explaining the con- so I think I need to clarify that so initially be- because of the I'm and the way we read his comment I sort of went out to say he opposes but he's basically saying Senyo's group and Eduanani and all the other they came to him and the leadership of parliament and they came to say look this is going to be inimical to us and they say government should pause and Talk to the people and include their views before they proceed. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as saying he blatantly opposes it. Which is why I brought another prayer point pre point in. don't is basically saying it's not right. And I needed to point out that you can com- confirm this for me. I mean, the leader I know of our parliament, a majority leader in his chief whip must sing from the same hymn sheet. There's no law that says they can't have individual views on a matter. Mm-hmm. But for something as sensitive for the government like this, mm-hmm. for the chief whip to be so clear, review your decision now with an, uh, with an exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. He's literally shouting. So you, I, I can be, I'm sure I can be pardoned for. Okay, is Mr. James Abosu sort of being over technical here, where he says he, he did not say he's opposing the thing, but he's saying that they should consult the
11: people. Well, I think he's being nuanced uh, okay. uh, because uh, I he occupies a very sensitive position yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, trying to be diplomatic about uh, the whole thing. That okay. if you have to engage, mm. engage properly, he's, he's speaking in code, <laughs> he's, he's coding the language exactly, uh-huh. which yeah. is what
6: people of that level are supposed to do. But sometimes, candor is also critical. Yes. But I, I think you are right, he <laughs> has to be measured because it could be misinterpreted Let's bring you two things from now till 31st March 2023. Insure your vehicle with Imperial General Assurance and win handsome rewards. Yes, it's instant. Just insure, pick your rewards, fewer coupons, gift vouchers, special souvenirs and more. And here's the big deal. Imperial is also giving you a free one-year life insurance cover as part of your motor insurance cover. So get it double from Imperial General. Call us today, 0302-788-955. That's 0302-788-955. Or talk to any of our agents across the country for further details. Imperial General Assurance. Solid protection. We've been talking about your money all morning. So it's time for your money. Mm -hmm. The segment is brought to you by CBG. We stand with you. We'll be bold enough to take it up today. I'm taking it up today. And uh, the money tip
9: is from Timothy Ferris. Who says, and since we are talking about what investment firms and what not are doing with our money. He says, money is multiplied in practical value Mm -hmm. depending on the number of W's you control in your life. Mm. Hey,
6: what you do. Oh, I thought you going to say water. <laughs> Some <laughs> Some water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, water. Let me you know. finish. Women. So, what you do,
9: uh-huh. when you do it, uh-huh. where you do it, uh-huh. and with whom you do it. What you do, when you do, where and with whom. Yes. That controls what? That is how your money is multiplied in practical value. Yeah. So, depending uh-huh. on the number of WC you control. So, if you control what you do, Mm-hmm. When you do it, where you do it, and with whom you do it, mm-hmm. you are practically helping yeah. to multiply. But mm-hmm. there's some other one bit that fascinates me. Some corner, some Ashanti proverb about money. I did not know this one. What's you. say it is not that dogs prefer bones to meat,
12: <laughs> it is that no one gives them meat. <laughs> <laughs> so we shouldn't
9: we shouldn't assume that because dogs
6: like bone, dogs <laughs> chew because, be-
8: because
6: they like why bone. because that it is a wise person who bites into a bone and give him an egg or something like that
11: you <laughs> see the the dog matter no mm-hmm. i think it's contextual because elsewhere yes. in the
14: other world yes. they actually give meat proper meat oh, uh-huh. to yeah. the dogs yes. Yes.
12: but in our context you know yeah. the meat form no day so that be why
9: you they give them the bones do you understand uh-huh. what I mean? but you know majority of the time bulls and dogs are an association well, that's true So it's not a uh, Danyan thing It's Univesa Yeah, Then we have to examine <laughs>
6: We have to examine The <laughs> scientific <laughs>
7: <laughs> Join the conversation On the City Breakfast Show On Facebook At facebook.com Forward slash City97.3 Twitter At twitter.com Forward slash City973 And Instagram At instagram.com Forward slash City973 For the hashtag CityCBS
2: this is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
1: Ain't my uh-huh. you yeah. See, everybody
3: that's existing got a mind of their own. We're all kings and queens with a throne of
1: our own. Hate to be here alone,
6: the world is so it's uh, 8.30 and I don't forget that this is the first day of our third week of Effective Living series. Wari is my guest. We're talking about self-leadership in the new world of work. It's part of our professional priority focus for week three Effective Living series brought to you by Hallmark Logistics and Enterprise Insurance. But here's a question. Is your world still home when others are in school? Enroll today at the Morningstar International High School for your cherished secondary education in the Cambridge or the WASI program our award winning school has international accreditation As well as conducive academic and boarding facilities Admission is scheduled for January 2023 Join the Monistar International High School An institution with a tradition of excellence Call 0303-975-628 Monistar, 0243-758-795 arise and shine And hooray, Providence Insurance is 40 Providence Insurance welcomes you to a new year Remember to insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now until 31st of March and get free gifts such as your coupons and several other branded Providence souvenirs. Rush now for insurance cover now. Terms and conditions apply. And remember, for Provident, man, you are covered. And Heritage Christian College located at Amasaman and behind the Olympic Stadium is affiliated to KNUST and accredited by GTEC. Programs include BBA program in accounting, marketing, HR, management, banking and finance, business information, Technology management and more. We also do bachelor of uh, theology, BSc information technology, and we do tutorials for the professional courses. Entry requirements are wasi A, B, C, or G, B, C, or H D. We also have mature students admissions. Uh, four zero five four. Seven 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 three one, or zero two zero two two nine eight three nine nine, or go online to hcuu.edu.gh for more information.
17: All right, more messages. Tony, very interesting message. He says. I'm happy we, the middle class, have finally received our reward. <laughs> we kept mute over the mismanagement, thinking we would never be affected mm. because we had managed to provide for ourselves where government had failed. Uh, on health, we go to private hospital and education. We take our kids to private school. State institutions for service. We bribe to get our service in time. Now mm. it is the turn of the middle class. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tony. Uh, this one says, I invested in EcoBank EDC almost a year ago for long-term investment. As it stands, I don't know where I belong. Can you also bring the people from EcoBank to your studio to uh, give us some education? The last update I got from EcoBank shows that I will lose 29k out of my 110,000. Mm. If I should go for my money today Oish. It looks like the mark to market It's marking
6: up. and marketing
17: <laughs> Kofi from Amasaman says This government always assumes they can push things Down the throats of Ghanaians without resistance mm. They have never been democratic In anything they do Right from Japa to Ilevi etc This time round they are going to fail Because personnel of key institutions Like the judiciary and legislature Are going to be greatly affected Clearly everyone seems to be moving away From supporting the finance minister except his appointer, <coughs> right
13: <coughs>
17: this one says i'm beginning to realize how most of this current government appointees keep sounding like they were not part of this government's administration when policies were being pushed through mm. and they didn't have a say mm. it says nato government inqui- nato government inquiries <laughs> <laughs>
6: from oeb Center. no action talk only I tell you this is a <laughs>
17: Bernard, fuel prices are to be increased by 5% for petrol and 9% mm. for diesel today. Like how? Are we serious in this country? The dollar is rising again. Euro is more expensive than the dollar now. Those who mismanage the economy are still in charge.
6: Mm. Now, I wanted to bring something, then we tie everything together. So, listening to the big issue of the weekend, one of the things that came up was Martin Pebo and Co. were saying, look, government has money. So they should not think that the domestic debt exchange is the only way they can save money. Mm-hmm. And as you guys have been saying on the show, they were given many ways the government could cost. Trouble, though, is that the government could be forced to present to us this choice of more infrastructure projects, debt exchange. No debt exchange, we don't have money for infrastructure development. And already, the uh, road contractors are are complaining about a debt that's close to six billion series that they are owed which they say is emasculating them here is the chairman of the association speaking to Kalev
20: we've caught up with the national chairman of the Association of Road Contractors Ghana his name is John Afo Jr. we want to find out from him if the contractors who belong to his association have seen any disbursements so far and whether or not they are satisfied with the developments. Uh, good to have you. So the sector minister uh, gave assurances that a chunk of monies owed Ghanaian contractors will be paid by the, be, before or by the end of December. Have you seen any such disbursements and are you satisfied?
21: Thank you very much, Caleb. Uh, this question is very important and dear to our hearts. That is the members of the Association of Road Contractors Ghana. And uh, this information we received from the press that uh, the monies owed us by the government is going to be paid by the end of the year was welcoming to us. We we're all happy that uh, it was going to happen. So, immediately, Uh, And the National Executive met and uh, decided to go around and see its effect, what is happening in all the various uh, agencies, the various uh, places where road projects are being done. We went to Cocoa Board, and uh, what we found out was some payment was done. But to the extent that it was very disheartening, payments of 10 to 16% of what was owed contractors was being paid. That is, there were uh, payments that had delayed for two, three years, some four, five years, but they were paid only 10%, 14% of the amount. And it was not acceptable by our members, and it was making us suffer. If this announcement... We knew very well that we were being owed, but there was no money to pay us. But if you announce to the whole world that you are paying contractors by the end of the year, and our suppliers, our creditors, our banks are chasing us to bring the money into our accounts, what do we do? Caleb, it has really had a tell on us to the extent... That the contractors are even Running away from their homes They can't stay because they are being chased In the morning Afternoon and evening There are calls to the national executive The leaders What we are doing about it But what can we do Than to plead that this call to us Wasn't necessary at all What crime have we caused Have we committed Any crime in Ghana That to the extent that if you decide to be a road contractor, go for the work, do the work, and be told that there is no money to pay you for now. The minister ahead said there will be gradual making payment gradually. At least it is good, but how soon is the gradual? How soon is the payment going to be made? If I mention some figures to you, Caleb, you'll be surprised. If shocked. The Ghana Road Fund owes contractors 5.9 billion as at the end of October 2022. 5.9 billion Ghana cities, as at the end of October 2022. It was surprised for you to know that. only about 54 million of the amount was paid in December. Even look at the percentage. I mean, it is nothing to write home about. It is nothing to tell anybody that we are paying contractors. Those who received it, some of them have reported that they didn't even see the money in the account because the bank just took it. Just took the money. When you get to GAG, I went round and chanced on a list of contractors who are being owed and being paid. Imagine somebody being owed 54 million and he's being paid 6 million. 50 million being paid 6 million. This person was very lucky. He's owed 49 million and he's having 20 million. 30 million, 6 million. 26 million, he's lucky, 10 million. 28 million, 6 million. 24 million, 5 million. These are releases to be done by the Ministry of Finance, where Ghana's money is controlled. And contractors are being owed these huge sums of money, and you are releasing these monies, and you say we are paying contractors. It's unbelievable. But you do appreciate
20: that um, we are in difficult times, and the president has called on all Ghanaians to bear with the government as it tries to, you know... um, Sort everyone out So as the road Minister said It will be done Gradually But then he also said A chunk of it Will be done So that's where Your concern is And also The fact that The announcement Has made all your Creditors And people who depend On you now Come demanding Is that not it?
21: Yes If this announcement Had not been done We are all quiet Our creditors are quiet Suppliers are quiet But because of this They are all chasing us so that is where we see, you see, when teachers are paid monthly, do they, is it announced? No. When nurses are paid, is it announced? No. Lecturers, they go on strike. Teachers go on strike. Nurses go on strike. Is it, uh, uh, is it announced? No. But in our case, any time you are being paid, that means it is news. It is news. And that thing must stop somewhere. It is not only in this government, I must say. I must be very frank. Successive governments have been doing this uh, but, uh, And it has reached this end 5.9, B, uh, uh, 5.9 billion in one fund Do you know the inflow at the road fund? I uh, hear it is just about 1.2 billion a year There is carbon on the road fund So it means government takes a chunk of it Then after that what is left At the road fund itself there is a loan taken by the road fund from some banks. So every month, they have to take some of their money and pay those loans. So what is left is just a little. An average of about 30-40 million a month. And Caleb, you would imagine that if you have 5.9 billion areas to pay, and you have, your inflow for the month is five point, uh, call it forty million, how many months is it going to take you to clear the debt? It means it is never going to happen.
6: This is that that was the um, chairman of the road contractors association. Let's listen to the PRO for the ministry, uh, Nasir Ahmed Nathan's friend. <laughs> he was he, he attempted to respond to the comments that were made by the road contractors about them not having been paid.
20: Responding to the concerns of the contractors is the PRO of the Ministry of Roads and Highways. His name is Ahmad nasser Yate. Sir, the minister assured these contractors that a chunk of the debts owed them will be paid. They say you pay them peanuts and now their creditors are chasing them.
14: Well, it's good you are, you are alluding to the fact that some payment has been made uh, as the minister said uh, before the Esmas break, and so what I can, the assurance I can give is that yes, government owe the contractors, uh, the contractors are very key stakeholders in this whole business of trying to provide portable, uh, good road to the, peop- the good people of Ghana. Um, the assurance is that for every quarter, the ministry receives releases from um, the road fund. And so as and when we receive some releases, payment will be made. government is committed to pay contractors, uh, road contractors, for the job, the yeoman's job they've done for this nation. And so effort will, will continue to make the effort to ensure that they receive their payments.
20: They say that you owe them in excess of $5 billion. And um, you, you're saying that you'll be paying them in, in, on, on, on the next co- or quarterly basis when you get some funds from the road fund. How, how reassuring can this be for the contractors, some of whom owe a lot? And they say that even when the accounts, the money hits the accounts, the banks just took it because then they, they owe so much. And they are, some of their employees, they're able to keep their
14: businesses afloat. And some of their businesses are actually collapsing. Well, government government is very committed to make sure that um, contractors receive their payment. That is what I can say on record. And we are in constant touch with the contractors. The, my minister, especially, is in contact, uh, constant uh, engagement with them. And so, all the effort being made, they are aware of it. No Ahmed, we your minister is in content touch
6: <laughs> <laughs> where did you where did you get is, is, it a, is the contractor going to say hey
20: yeah they, they, they are very upset
6: they are broke
20: <laughs> they, they are not happy at all mm-hmm. yeah, and the broke point so is 6 billion me. CDs. yes 5.9 billion cities. over which period um He didn't tell me, but they they had put this together over some time, and it's particularly is in response to the roads minister saying they're going to pay a chunk of Mm. the debts owed them by the end of December. And Mm. they're saying when they compare, when they put together all that their members have received, it's not significant. And also, Mm. they are very concerned that SNIT Mm -hmm. and then GRA Mm -hmm. do not consider the fact that when they show them the debt government owes them, they do not give them Credit. They say that they should go borrow money to either file their, their workers' nets or so they need to pay their taxes. I heard that this morning. So they're uh-huh. saying if I have an
6: employee and I've not filed, exactly. even though the government owes me, I don't have any money, exactly. they still would prosecute you for non-payment. Exactly. Uh, well, it, it's a complicated situation. I have this sense, guys, that the government may be using the lack of money. And the fact that they haven't paid contracts to say that, look, we're in a difficult time. If we don't go for debt exchange, th- there's going to be more of these things. Uh,
17: look, I, I think everybody around understands and recognizes that we are in a difficult place. I don't think the government will have to remind all of us, mm. you know. And of course, the contractors... And I'm happy that the contractors are now speaking because I... You know usually when these things happen you want them to say something initially they don't but o- over time they they are a bit more vocal and I'm happy that they are vocal I'm happy that even if you look at the domestic debt exchange program you find a lot more people willing to speak out and all and uh, you know which is good but I I wonder how and may, look maybe I'm asking a very mm-hmm. Dumb question, pardon, 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 pardon my words. But mm. how is it that constantly we seem to have this issue? Look, government has been owing contractors since what, 20... It,
0: it's, it's, been very long.
17: it's been a long, long, long time. And we've seen...
6: Yeah, but I think the logic of the argument is that the government has the responsibility of providing social services of course. and infrastructure. So the government says we don't have liquidity, we don't have money. So if people don't sacrifice individually by taking part in the debt exchange, the money in the pool to do the things that we all need will suffer. (coughs) So so they are presenting us a choice of saying, you know what, either you come onto this debt exchange thing, so you take a haircut here, he takes a shave there, (laughs) then we, as the argument is an efficient allocator of resources, provide a road for you to then do business and make more money Mm -hmm. or provide educational facility or provide security. But the other question is, is government doing justice to the amount of money we give it that is no, That's to merit they have, the fact yes. that individuals want to leave Because, look, there's an article I read recently where people have used private means to solve public problems. So you pay high school fees in a private school, you come together and try and do your own gutters. But the government says, I'm a more efficient allocator of resources. So when we are in difficult times, you sacrifice and give me the money, and how is it to do something that we all will benefit? I think the Ghanaian citizens need to ask themselves... Is the money better in our individual pockets or is it better in government's pockets? I think that's the question we're facing economically. I don't have the answer. Sky, I don't know if you have the answer.
11: Well, I mean, government will always control public resources. Uh, The reason is that ultimately private sector can't do it. Um, So that's why we have outsourced our responsibilities, our desires, aspirations. We've given it to a government, and we believe that government will serve our very best interests. It is just unfortunate that in our part of the world, majority of the time, governments fail to discharge their responsibilities to the citizenry because there's a social contract that, look, I'll give you the authority that ordinarily, as you wield over my household, what I buy, what I don't buy, how I invest, how I don't invest, Mm. and I'm giving that to you. You, the government, and you should discharge those responsibilities for and on my behalf to serve my interests. But what are we seeing? The roads are not built. Even if they are built, they are built poorly. You know, Government sector uh, you know, investments that have been made, people have been told over the years that, look, put the money into government, uh, what do you call it, bonds. We would serve your interests. We would make sure that when the maturity comes, we will pay you your interest. And when you want to take out your principal, we'll give all of that to you. What are we hearing now? Government had mismanaged the system so much so that we are now even forced to now speak up. Now, the question is, at what point does government have legitimacy mm-hmm. to go back to the people and say that, look, we, we at this point, we cannot turn to anybody else. Let's now rely on your savings. I believe that there should be a legal test yeah. to that yeah. because... We've seen how this government and previous governments behaved with our resources. And even in the midst of the crisis we face, There are presidential trips that are still happening across the country. Of course, they come at a cost. The Mm. question is, are those trips necessary? There are ministerial trips that are still happening. There are chief executives who are still out of the country. There are ordinary you know, people in government offices who are still out of the country. I've I've, I've asked you to do the numbers,
6: and I'll challenge you to do it before the end of the month Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. where you can show me places where government can cut cut expenditure to is the self-imposed pressure mm-hmm. because you've made this point a lot of times and I feel adding a bit of for example we know there are over 800 or number of presidential staffers or whatever mm-hmm. in the, uh, under the, the, the rubric of um, uh, office of the president if we can do some back of the envelope analysis of how much it actually costs to run this government mm-hmm. we'll be in a very good position to make a case for what you're saying the other thing I wanted to say though was that Nathan if you read Gabby's tweets he's basically saying if the debt exchange fails even your bond that's there that you're not going to mm-hmm. um, sign up for the debt exchange will be, will be much, much worse. So it's almost saying you have no choice but to do it. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is, is that really the case? Because if you if you think about it, even if the debt
11: does not go through, mm-hmm. and there are other ways the government could have dealt with this situation... Well, you see, Bernard, that's where I, I respond to the question by saying that, look, the IMF did not say go and do, you know, debt exchange program. The, government <laughs> said, the IMF says go and cut expenditure. How you go and do it is your matter. The government looks around the world and says that, okay, one of the models that, you know, countries have used is the, the, the sovereign debt restructuring program. Mm-hmm. Some people had to compel their citizens to go for, the exchange program, because they thought that it was easy to use the law for that, to achieve that effect. Greece, for instance, did that. Our situation is different because our constitution says in Very Article clearly. 20 that you cannot go for somebody's property, confiscate it to the state, without having to pay what you call a prompt compensation for the same. So the Attorney General came out clearly to say that you cannot do this. Mm. So now you have to, you are a Fukokuna mobile, please uh, bring your money. And, uh, we use that to solve the problem. And when we solve the problem, you are better off. Mm. The difficulty, however, is that the government's own attitude and language and posturing hasn't changed. <laughs> you understand? We want a leaner government. It's not happening. not happening. We want you to be more prudent with the use of the resources. Yeah, it's it's not amazing. happening. Yes,
6: guy, don't, don't forget, when we interviewed Chairman, sir, when I asked him whether Parliament was consulted, you know, he was very diplomatic. Yeah. But the import of his answer was that beyond the courtesy of just informing them, mm-hmm. they didn't have the details. Yeah. Because I, I'm sure that Parliament could have even come up with a way of saying, okay, debt exchange will kill confidence in our investment sector. Mm-hmm. So you could say, let's put in a temporary tax of your profit. So let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. I have given money to uh, EDC or data bank. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting 60,000 CDs as my uh, increase in whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could say... We will pay that by imposing a 10% tax on it, Mm -hmm. right? So for the next five years, any profit you make in your investment, we will tax it. mm -hmm. That could be more acceptable than to say, I'm going to default and the promise I made to you as government. Mm -hmm. Because for me, as uh, we've said, the the idea of mobilizing resources from people who have excess of it into the financial sector is based on trust. As soon as you break that trust, the, whole, the whole thing yeah, collapses, collapses. Because there will never be enough money to pay everybody when they want their money at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who... what. That's why Godfrey's point about that committee's work is so critical. Yep. And I think the committee should publish that report, if not for anything at all, for the sake of posterity, mm. to, for us to know what, what they what told government. The because if you have industrial people. The last thing they would want is a default. Because when the 2018 financial crisis happened, they moved a lot of money into government bonds because they we said were they were the safest. Yes. Four years later, you are saying you can't pay and you are giving me 12 bonds spread over 15 years. Mm-hmm. You are basically telling me that if I have money, I should put it under my bed, I should go and buy a land somewhere, or I should go and buy US currency. I should not give it to government. So if there, if there, if there was an alternative, mm-hmm. and I strongly feel that, you could have introduced a temporary tax on certain kinds of profits which will still guarantee the government paying. So, front-loading governments expend, uh, what do you call it, revenue by doing this debt exchange is very unpopular, a complete miscalculation and it's probably not going to work. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether the finance ministry is listening to Chairman's and Code this week. I'll be very surprised if they don't make a big announcement about the debt exchange by close
11: of tomorrow. Like close of day actually. Oh, today because oh, fine. the thing expires today and if you don't make an announcement uh-huh. I mean we we don't know where we we'll will be going from here. But it's also important to know mm-hmm. two key institutions cabinet mm-hmm. and the council of state. Mm-hmm. You know these things when big decision you know the cabinet of or cabinet the cabinet uh, what the, the council cabinet. of state yes. has a, a, a committee responsible for the economy. Yes. And Togi Afede at some oh, point was yes. exactly yeah. the question is a major government decision like this, mm-hmm. they must have da- done something on it. Mm-hmm. Have we heard them say anything about this particular matter? And was there a wise counsel to government mm-hmm. as to how they should approach it? Where's that report? Is it possible to tell us they serve our interests? They right. are more or less the upper chamber of parliament yes, yes. de facto. Yes. And then the cabinet. Mm-hmm. The last time I was listening to uh, Kujou, uh, Kwame Pienim mm-hmm. he was suggesting that it would seem that cabinet did not even set to discuss this matter. I would not be surprised. Of course, there's no compulsion that necessarily the president has to consult cabinet on every decision. The constitution doesn't provide that. Mm -hmm. Instead, cabinet helps the president to discuss his mandate. Mm -hmm. But the question is, a matter like this, two heads are better than one, right? Mm -hmm. So there ought to have been some engagement. If there was some engagement at cabinet level, Mm -hmm. where's that report? Can we see it? These questions will remain as we continue the program. We'll take
6: a breather from all the economics and come to the Effective Living series, which will help you detox because there are a lot of g- g- discussions about money and things, and I'm sure you're getting overwhelmed. So this week we're focusing on your professional priorities for the year 2023. My guest is Taka Awari, and we're speaking about self-leadership in the new world of work. It's brought to you by Hallmark Freight and Logistics Ghana and Enterprise Insurance.
2: This is The City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show, rise above the noise.
6: Welcome to another edition of the Effective Living Series 2023 on the theme 2023 starter pack this series is focused on helping you start the year well and end strong we're focusing in this third week on what we call professional priorities we'll be talking about things with your professional development as a leader and as a person my guest is no stranger to the series she is the founder and lead I believe for Busara Africa. Right. Takawori, always good to have you. How are you doing?
5: I'm well. Happy New Year.
6: Many many happy returns. I mean happy New Year to you yes. as well. Yes. So we're talking about leading self in the new world of work. That's our topic for the the, the, the series for this this morning and Takawori as ever, taking us through the, the slides. I think this leading self concept I first heard from you. I'm not sure if I, because there's some time we were talking about yes, leadership. Yes. And you sort of brought up this idea about leading self. Yes, yes. So maybe you should pretend it.
5: I sure <laughs> but others have used it. But it's something, you know, you've, what you've probably heard me say is yes. you can't lead another until you lead yourself. I
6: believe I can. So always
5: that. starts with leading. Mm.
6: But we're, we're talking about the new world of work. Yes. So let's start from there. What is the new world of work and what should we expect this year? And
5: yes. So, so a couple of things. The, the first thing is not the good news. Huh? Mm. And um, I have been listening to you all for the past couple of weeks and mm. everything that's happening in Ghana. Hmm. One can expect mm. that the new world of work, not just in Ghana, but mm. elsewhere, means continued uncertainty Mm -hmm. and job insecurity. As we talk about a global recession and the kind of economic turmoil we're seeing here in Ghana. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing, uncertainty Mm -hmm. and job insecurity. The second thing we're seeing as a result of that job insecurity is increased stress Hmm. and mental health challenges associated with this type of insecurity. So that's another facet of this new world of work. Mm -hmm. But what we're also seeing as continuation from the time of COVID mm-hmm. is continued use of remote working and increasingly hybrid working. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally going away, but you're finding increasingly companies at one point, they'll be all remote, then they'll yeah. do a hybrid. Do you see what happened to DataBank recently mm-hmm. where they're like, all of a sudden we'll do remote working. <laughs> Sometimes you have some folks doing a combination yes, of the two. Yes. So that's going to be a continued factor. Especially
6: when customers are angry. Ah, So but you see, that common. flexibility
5: better work <laughs> from home where you can ensure yeah. security, yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: The other thing you're seeing in this new world of work is an increased use of geographically dispersed workers. Okay. Eh? So not having everybody sitting in a team in Accra, you might have some in Kumasi, or increasingly what I'm seeing mm. is you might mm. have a team in Accra and another team in Johannesburg and another team in Nairobi. Eh? Mm-hmm. And later I'm going to talk about the opportunities in that. Eh? So okay. it's geographically dispersed workers. Mm-hmm. Eh? Which means that the new world of work is also about distributed teams working remotely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So your team of people may not all be sitting in the same location with you.
13: Mm-hmm.
5: We're also seeing, and what you can expect in 2023, is continued use of digitized operations mm-hmm. uh, um, or digitalized operations in the world of work, where because, again, of the tough economic times, you are seeing many companies are seeking to become more efficient. Cutting costs. So really taking as many things as they come on, as many things as they can online. Because of what's happening, and I think again because of the economic crunches in so many markets, you're finding that many companies are again going to need to think of new business models, yeah. think more creatively. So the new world of work is also a place where there's a premium put on creativity, mm. agility, adaptation, innovation. Those were words that really came out in 2020. Mm. Eh? Mm. You're going to continue hearing them eh? mm. in the world of work. Eh? Mm we will also see an elimination and possibly redesign of workplaces. Okay. Uh-huh. So increasingly, again, in the spirit of cutting costs, mm-hmm. managing costs, mm-hmm. many companies are going to be thinking, mm, if we're doing a form of hybrid working, do we need this entire space with all these offices? Can we be a, be a little bit more creative? Can we do some co-shared space mm-hmm. working? Those kinds of things. Huh? Mm-hmm. But now the, the last thing you will see is creation of more work opportunities Mm -hmm. than employment opportunities. And again, Mm -hmm. I will speak to that a little bit later in terms of what I mean. So in summary, Bernard, the new world of work that we can expect is one of two things. It's one of turbulence. Mm -hmm. Let's not lie. It's one of turbulence, but it's also one of opportunity.
6: That's very interesting. It seems a lot of negatives, but you still found a way to Always. to put opportunity there. I was, I was going to ask, this doesn't seem too good news. It, it, looks, no. it looks...
5: Overall, you know, I would say that the, the new world of work huh,
6: mm.
13: is
5: going to be a tough place to operate in. Mm. But if mm. you're strategic... Mm. It can also be a space of opportunities, and I'm hoping the principles mm. I share can be one that can enable people to not just survive, mm. but also potentially thrive. Mm. All right, let's
6: let's talk about the principles then. You said if you can adapt those principles, adopt those principles, then you you would survive and thrive as well. So tell me what I need to do in this not so pleasant reality mm-hmm. that you're
5: painting. Yes. So how do you lead self? Those are three mm. principles I'd love to share. Okay. Eh? The first is around getting grounded. Mm. Now, the getting grounded is what, as I said, really enables you to stabilize yourself mm-hmm. during turbulence. Okay. The second is, I say, get connected. Now that's where you're starting to reposition yourself mm-hmm. to take opportunity of the to take advantage of the opportunities and the third is to be future ready that's also an ability to take advantage of the opportunities so those are the three principles and mm-hmm. i would love to go through so each get thing.
6: grounded downwards get, get connected, connected. And, and then be future, future ready. I like the directional dimension. Yes. So let's just get into grounding yourself. Okay. How so, do you do that?
5: So this principle of getting grounded mm. is about being resilient. Okay. I mean, we've talked about resilience for the past couple of years and mm-hmm. it's going to continue to be a key factor in this new world of work that is increasingly insecure. And, and here's some tips in terms of how do you get grounded. The first is what I call bring out your anchors.
13: Mm.
5: Now imagine the metaphor of a ship Mm -hmm. or a boat and you're in turbulent waters, which for many of us, the workplace will be there. You put out your anchors. Your anchors are what stabilize you as a person during crisis. Mm. Now for some people, it might be their faith. Mm. For others, it might be family. Mm -hmm. For others, it might be a support network. Mm. The point here is... Each person needs to understand what stabilizes you Mm. during crisis, and that's what you need to prioritize now. That's your anchor. Bring Mm -hmm. it out, focus on it, Mm. prioritize it. eh? It's the first step bring Mm -hmm. out your anchor. Mm. The second is plug, I love the boat metaphor plug the the leak in your boats. Uh, Again, I imagine stormy waters Mm. here. Mm. What we find is during periods of stress, Mm. uncertainty and anxiety, unfortunately not the best of us shows up. So sometimes, in other words, we're not at our best often when we're really under the crunch. And I've seen it in many workplaces where people are feeling insecure about their jobs. They might be restructuring. What starts to happen is you might find people really showing terrible behavior in terms of undermining others, trying to show that they are the best. And so what's important at this time is Mm -hmm. that you need to understand What are the character flaws Mm -hmm. that somehow become more prominent Mm -hmm. when you're under stress Mm -hmm. and that might even become a liability Mm -hmm. in the workplace? Mm -hmm. Uh? And so it's important to be clear on these. Remember, I think um, this week when you were talking about the week where you're talking about emotional awareness, to me, this is about self awareness Mm -hmm. and managing self. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a workplace where there might be job cuts, if you're in a workplace where they're thinking, who do we skill and who not, you need to be at your best. Huh? Mm. But if you're not careful, the anxiety and the pressure, mm. huh? those the, the leak in your boat is what will show you up not at your best. You mm. won't be professional. Mm. So that's what I call plug, plug the, the leaks, leaks in your, in your boat. boat. Right. These are the parts of you mm. huh? that could bring you down.
6: This is the Effectively Mean series. We're talking to track our worry in our third week, we're looking at the world of work and leading self. She's told us that not so good news, but the good news is you can do something about some of this. So, ground yourself, get connected, and do other things. So, she's just given us two points grounding yourself. What else do we need to do to ground ourselves?
5: Invest in your health and well-being. All right. and, and as part of this Effective Living series, I think you've talked quite a bit about that. And I actually like the way you emphasize that in your first week, yeah. because indeed you find that because we're all going to be under a lot of stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. this is where it starts to show up in your body mm-hmm. and your mental health. Mm-hmm. And yet this is not the time that you want to have a crisis, mm-hmm. an emotional, mental, know. or physical health crisis. Huh? So mm-hmm. it's important now to be proactive. Take mm-hmm. the advice you learned in the first two weeks of the Effective Living series and put it into action. Huh? Okay. Um, The other tips is having a growth mindset. Your mindset is going to be very key in terms of how you ground yourself. Mm -hmm. And the last one I would say in terms of how you ground yourself, because this is about resilience is about diversifying your income
8: Mm. and
5: I know again in the series you'll be talking about um, your finances because we're finding that resilience Mm. (laughs) during this world of work will come from understanding that your income Mm. cannot come just from one place at all yeah so that those are some of the tips around grounding yourself becoming resilient so the onus is on the individual Mm -hmm. It's not only an individual, but in this case we're saying, how can you be proactive yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to to make sure that you're grounded Mm -hmm. when the storms come, Mm -hmm. as they will and as they have. Great. Let's talk
6: about getting connected.
5: So now, getting connected, this Mm -hmm. is the second principle, and now this is about, now you're grounded. Mm -hmm. It's about how do we seize opportunities Mm -hmm. in this new world of work. Mm -hmm. The key message here is that this is not the time to stay in your corner Mm
13: -hmm.
5: with the friends and family you've known since I don't know what kindergarten. (laughs) Opportunities come to those with a wide range of quality Mm. relationships Mm -hmm. or community. Let me say that again. Opportunities come to those with a wide range of quality Mm -hmm. relationships or community. Mm -hmm. So how do you get connected to develop these kinds of relationships? Mm. One is definitely about making time and investing in a wide range of relationships. eh? So Mm -hmm. it's getting out. eh? It's about the alumni networks, associations, Rotary. eh? Mm. The second is about strengthening the quality of relationships you have.
6: So not just the amount. No, it's not just the amount. It's actually
5: the quality. eh? Mm -hmm. I find it's it's about being in touch with people before you need something from them. Mm. Hmm? Too many people are like, hey, you're calling me. What is it you want? (laughs) Uh? So how do you check in? Call Uh, someone when you don't want anything. uh, That's true. How do you help someone Uh, Mm. Constantly, or even before they're asked, you realize somebody's in need, you introduce them to somebody, you connect them to somebody. Mm. So I often say, manage your social capital, or rather, let's say, don't manage your social capital the way we've managed our economy. (laughs) meaning don't go into debt <laughs> oh where, where people owe, you, know, you owe people so much eh? rather make sure you're always in the red mm. give, more give more than you're constantly asking like that. for eh? like that's that. what we mean in terms of managing the quality eh? uh-huh. Oh
6: no, man, nothing.
5: Yeah. Well, it's okay to owe, but make sure yeah. that you've given a lot, so that the time I come to so you, more each people way. owe you. Thank so you. More people owe you. That's exactly. I like, I like That's that. That's exactly. Be helpful. Be yes. generous. Yes. Yeah.
8: Okay.
5: The last one about being connected is being visible. All right. This is the time to be visible, it can happen in different ways, huh? Mm. If you work in a big organization, visibility mm-hmm. is about raising your hand to volunteer mm-hmm. for opportunities where you're visible to those who matter. Mm-hmm. It might be doing extra work, doing things outside of your JD, mm-hmm. or volunteering for this committee, but at least it means, you know why this matters? It means when decisions are made, they're like, ah, I remember Bernard. Mm-hmm. He had a chance to show us that he's really good at this and this and this. Let's mm-hmm. put him on that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not in a big organization, another way you get visibility, naturally, is social media. And I think too many of us are not leveraging social media in the right way. eh? And often I say something like LinkedIn is Mm. a really good platform professionally, Mm -hmm. since we're talking about professionally. and a way you can do this, make sure your profile, I always tell people, make sure your profile in LinkedIn is up to date. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's capturing your strengths. Mm. And if you want to be known for a particular thing, write more about it. You'll start to find that if you're writing about a particular thing, the algorithms will start to connect you with people in that you're growing your network. Yeah. You know?
6: Okay. So that's the second point. The yes. connections must be rooted. And I like the analogy. Let's talk about being future ready then. Yes.
5: So being future ready. This is the last pre- Mm -hmm. How do you do this very practically? First is understand the Mm. trends in your sector. eh? So if you're engineering, if you're in banking, if you're in the media, understand what is happening in your sector Mm -hmm. because you're regularly reading. So for instance, I would be regularly reading Harvard Business Review, McKinsey, because I want to know what's the world of working leadership Mm. eh? and in the world of work generally. eh? So that's understand the trends in your sector, what's happening in the future. eh?
13: Mm
5: When you're clear about that, then you can invest in reskilling mm-hmm. or upskilling to remain relevant. And uh-huh. let me distinguish the two. Huh? Upskilling is where you're getting additional skills in your current role. Okay. So, for instance, in my role, leadership development, coaching, mm. I realised in two thousand and twenty-two upskill, I needed to increase my digital skills. I needed mm. to get really good at training online. Mm. So on Zoom, on Teams, that's an example of upskilling and often mm-hmm. it's about digital skills. Yeah? Okay. Reskilling is where you're like, oh, I've studied the trends, not much happening here, maybe I need to start thinking about a whole other line of mm-hmm. work. And so mm-hmm. I start acquiring additional training okay. or opportunities to learn about that. So that's, to be future ready, you might have to do that investment. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people need to recognize that mm-hmm. they may have to pay for it themselves mm-hmm. because companies, the way I see things going, may not have as many resources mm-hmm. to do that. And, and again, For many people, the resources they put aside Mm -hmm. for this investment in self may be locked up or (laughs) saved. So sometimes you have to get creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might not have lots of money around to do that, but Mm -hmm. there are lots of free resources online. eh?
13: Mm
5: -hmm. Next one about being future ready is continue to invest in soft skills. These are still critical, and I know Michael will be talking a lot lot more about what are the skills ready. Another one, Bernard, is the new world of work means you have to Throw out the idea mm. of a linear career path.
13: All right.
5: Too many of us think, okay, I'll start here, then I'll mm. move here. But mm. No. Increasingly, what it looks like in terms of our professional journeys, mm-hmm. it's more of a zigzag. Mm. Eh? And what they're saying is 50%, this is a statistics I, I read recently, eh? mm mm-hmm. Fifty-six percent of candidates report applying for jobs Mm. outside their current area of expertise. So over half of people were applying for jobs that they had never done before. But maybe they had studied, they went Mm. to um, and upskilled or reskilled essentially Mm. to Mm. be able to do that. Yeah. Mm. So throw out the idea of a linear path. And the last one is really in terms of being future ready. Go beyond thinking of employment opportunities. Mm To work opportunities. What do I mean by this? Many people are finding that having one job Mm. is either too insecure or doesn't pay you enough to live. So instead, they have different work streams. Mm. So maybe I might be on a platform like Fiverr. Okay. where I offer my services as a graphic designer. All right. On the other side I may also have another side gig where I'm doing some jewelry thing and I put that on Instagram. Mm. On another side I might do a little consulting where I'm doing mm. giving people advice or coaching. So that's what we call the diverse work mm-hmm. opportunities. So mm-hmm. that's a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. That to be future ready, start thinking not necessarily of this one job. Mm. But there's different work wow. opportunities. This
6: is still Effective Living Series 2023 on the theme, our year starter pack. Week three, we're focused on professional priorities. My guest is Takawori, who's with the Busara group. Very beautiful um, file <laughs> she, she gave me, Busara Africa. Uh, leading self, leading others with wisdom. So actually, your your your. Is it your, your tagline? Yes, yes. It, it goes right into the topic. Yes. Leading self, leading others with wisdom. Yes. And I like the African, is it an African design?
5: The adinkra symbol. Now I'll test you. This what the adinkra symbol is that?
6: Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not good I
5: it's something about knowledge. Huh? When you oh, know, okay. you will
6: know. What is it in tree? Is it something we have? <laughs> anyway, yes. so we, we've been told three very important things um, get grounded, get connected, and then be future ready. So let, let's conclude with a few more things to do some practical uh, ideas and how to tie everything up. What, yes. what do we do next? Yes. And of course, if people want to contact you. So I understand getting grounded. Take roots downwards first, and then get connected. And I actually think it's an order. You get grounded yes. first yes. before you don't start by connecting. So people just go on networking yes. things, and there's nothing. So you get grounded first because yes. the tree takes root downwards first before yes. it spreads out. Yes. And then now that you're connected, you're future ready. Yes. So this turbulence—how long should we expect it? And what are your thoughts in conclusion? Because these are very difficult times, at least financially and economically and socially, for a lot of people. Yes, they are. Yeah.
5: It's interesting, Bernard, when I looked back at the last times I've been with you mm. <laughs> on the Effective Living series, mm. the conversation has been about resilience mm. and turbulent times. And here we are again. Mm. So I think what this is telling us is mm. that we are now living in times where we ca- we should expect the unexpected. Amen. Okay. So, let's not think of an end to this sure. let's imagine that the une- none of us could have imagined COVID mm. none of us could ever imagined that our economy I could bet. get to this level we couldn't have imagined it huh? mm. so let's expect mm. the unprecedented huh? mm. let's prepare ourselves and I always say that therefore when, if we expect the unexpected there are two things you can mm. do One is indeed to strengthen your resilience. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's going to continue to be a thing that's grounding yourself. Mm -hmm. The second is about preparing yourself to seize opportunities. Always in crises. Sorry Mm -hmm. to say, but there are always opportunities. Mm -hmm. So that's how you seize the day. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in terms of practical, what do I do next? I just listened to this.
6: I'm inspired. I want to get going. What should I do? Do Write a list. Give Busara Africa a call. Yeah. Uh, What do I do?
5: So so a couple of things. If you are indeed ready to move from just listening Mm -hmm. and talking to action, Mm -hmm. if you're ready to get support in terms of concrete tools, courses, support network, and if you want to be part of a community Mm -hmm. of others who are navigating this space and trying to learn from each other, then join our recently launched Africa Leaders Circle. Uh-huh.
6: Africa Leaders Africa Circle. Africa
5: Leaders Circle. Okay. It's an e-learning community mm-hmm. that brings leaders across the continent together mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. learn and share how to navigate this new world of work. Mm-hmm. But we also do that through courses, tools, and discussion forums. Eh? Mm-hmm. So visit our website, busara-africa.com mm-hmm. to, to learn more. Yeah.
6: I mean, the the focus of the show has been on the individual. But for companies, um, will will this apply? Because I I feel in your your preamble, uh, the assumption is a lot of companies will try to make profit and therefore they'll do many things that may not necessarily inure to the benefit of the individual, which is why you're saying get grounded, get connected. But if a company wants to survive these times, and this is a bonus question, how should they be thinking about organizing themselves because I know that will say well you also need to cut your uh, your costs you need to but is that really the way to go because I feel if you're more people centric if you are more you make yourself an employer that people want to work with give people food to eat and things sort of people high quality people want to come to you, give flexible working hours so when you are discussing from a company perspective How should we think about a company also wanting to do well in these times?
5: It's interesting. The three principles actually apply to a company. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, uh, Mm -hmm. I would say first, get grounded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're going through resilience, when you're going through turbulence as a company, what grounds you? Mm -hmm. And often I will say, what grounds you in a company during turbulence is your culture, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you have a culture of... Caring, because Mm. who's your caller? It's your employees, unless you're selling widgets. Mm. Often it's the human beings that make up the company. So where you have a culture of caring for people, taking care of their well-being, Mm. being empathetic. And we've talked about the kind of leadership you need during crisis. Showing empathy. And even if you can't, because what tends to happen is when you Mm. do that and you're grounded in that type of a culture... Even though you may not be able to pay salaries for a period of time, Mm. people will understand Mm -hmm. that it's not just about you and making yourself and profits. But it's saying that if we're trying to stay in the market, yes, we have a mission, but we put our people first. Mm. So grounding yourself in your people and your culture Becomes a powerful way of staying. Otherwise, everybody will jump ship because mm-hmm. they're like, ah, the culture here is every man or every woman for themselves.
6: Each man for yeah? himself, God for us so. Yeah,
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the first thing in terms of getting grounded. Mm-hmm. Getting connected mm-hmm. is the same thing because as mm-hmm. a company, we talked about this when COVID came. We said, mm-hmm. one of our things a company does to become resilient mm-hmm. is you cannot work on your own. You suddenly say, mm-hmm. what are the types of partnerships okay. I need? What mm-hmm. are the types of alliances, cons- mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to be in to seize opportunities in the market. Mm -hmm. What are the relationships, maybe with service providers, Mm -hmm. maybe with my finance, all of those relationships help you Mm -hmm. as a company to navigate Mm -hmm. difficult times. Mm Being future ready again, you can yeah. see for a company yeah. it's saying, "All right, where is yeah. this market going to? Yeah. How may I have to adjust mm. my business model to remain relevant, mm-hmm. hmm, to continue to be useful and helpful to my customers or mm-hmm. my clients?" So interestingly think, enough, they also apply.
6: I, th- I think this is this is amazing. So even though this topic was more for the individual employee or person working they do apply to companies yes, as well yes. because i feel a lot of companies are struggling
13: yeah
6: and they they they, they have no idea how to manage themselves yes. all right so in terms of busara itself where can we find you did you give us your website did yes. you give us so your it's
5: busara-africa But connect with me on social media huh? if okay. you just even google my name taka awori
6: you'll you, def- yes. you respond to your
5: messages <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes, yes. if you connect with me on LinkedIn I will definitely okay. respond to that do connect yes. with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you google my name, our website will come up, get on Facebook we are also on Facebook as well
6: mm. yeah. just finally, you've been in people development and corporate like you help companies how, how rewarding is it when you mean, how do you know you are doing well because you've been, like I know people have come to you some people have come through this program to you that you've been talking to, how do you measure? Because it's not like you are you are mining gold and you yes. have twenty thousand metric tons that you can sell, all right. So how does uh, Busara Africa know that they are making impact? How do they know that they are doing
5: well beyond the bottom line? Mm, so there's two ways, huh? Mm-hmm. Because we work both with individual leaders mm-hmm. and we work with organisations, particularly mm-hmm. around organisational culture, team mm-hmm. building, huh? mm-hmm. At the individual level, particularly mm-hmm. when I do coaching and leadership development, mm-hmm. people will definitely be able to tell you, "Oh my goodness, Taka, mm-hmm. what an impact!" Mm-hmm. But also for a lot of the work that we do, we have measures to, 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 for companies to do their return on investment. Huh? So, for instance, how were people behaving before, huh? and what was the leadership practice afterwards? Mm-hmm. But it's often the testimonials at the individual mm-hmm. level where mm-hmm. people will say, "Wow!" And we've worked. I've been doing this now, Bernard. Oh, can you mind, Almost ten. Years in Ghana. Yes, wow. in Ghana. Huh? Wow. And so people will tell. One of our, our program associate now, mm. it, Robert, is somebody who I trained nine years ago. So he says I benefited from the leadership then. He was. Yeah. He, he's gone on to be country director Amnesty. Yeah. So those kinds of impacts, those testimonials, are powerful. Mm. At a company level, what we tend to find is we have return clients. Yeah. So companies we've worked with one year, they work yeah. on key issues, then mm. they come back and say, okay, this has shifted. And a lot of our global clients mm. are that way. Eh? Okay. They'll come back on one issue and say, we're working on this because often we find that organizational culture, mm. changing business models, mm. these are not one-time things. Mm. These are things that you're constantly working on over a period of time. So I have a couple more questions for mm. you. When I, when I talk to
6: companies... Uh, maybe they are, that's when I talk about something yeah. will say one of their biggest challenges is that when they invest in people, people don't stay so uh-huh. almost every company I go to and we talk about, it, so how do you keep your people so like we've identified this young person paid for them to learn the skill they become so good, so it's a programmer and then they get poached and they get worried and they wonder whether the solution is to not invest in people or to invest in so many people and then even if some people leave okay, that's the first question, the second question is I, I and I speak to people who are much younger than myself. They see the workplace differently. So I was born in the 80s, mm. and for us, I'm not. I may be generalising, but we sort of be very loyal. Yes.
8: When I speak to the younger
6: people, they feel, you know, what? I want to do my own thing. I want to do gigs, so like I can kind of do three hours for you and do my own thing. And I feel they are more confident that way. And I'm not sure whether it's just a sign of their generation, the way the opportunities, or whether the companies are doing something wrong.
5: No, Mm. in fact, let me Mm. start with the latter. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing is a reflection of the changing world of work. Mm -hmm. Uh? So what the younger people are recognizing Mm. is that you can get a much more rewarding professional experience and better financial income where you're doing different gigs. Mm. You're doing different things. You're not stuck in one particular room. Mm -hmm. So it's not that as companies we're doing anything wrong. What's incumbent upon us Mm. is to be flexible enough like to say if these are the services we need, if this is the talent we need, how do I structure uh, our, how, how do I structure our systems so that we so can that benefit
6: from the person and let them also
5: exactly do you know, other things. Uh? I get it. What are our accountability mechanisms? How do I hold them accountable? Mm. How do I pay them? Uh? All of those things. So it's us. It's about us It's, our, flexible. it's our job
6: to make sure they can, we can, they can give
5: them their best but still be fulfilled that's exactly I like huh? that. which turns to the retention issue huh? mm-hmm. if we're assuming retention is only about keeping people mm. for five ten years then we're, lo- we're losing the plot mm. it's about while they're there being as fulfilled as possible uh. and creating a learning organization mm-hmm. so that if you do have a lot of people coming in, it's quick to learn and pick I, up I like that huh? and if like you also have a culture where you e- it's easy to attract mm. the more you have a culture where it's easy to attract mm. they're probably also going to stay longer
6: that's possi- p- probably the entry into a different book. You launched the book recently, though. Just yes. to, um, what's the title? Where can we get the book?
5: Okay, so it's Leadership in Africa Redefined. Yes. Okay, and you can find it at um, Shell Signboard, okay. Video Bookshops. Okay. And yeah, those are the, and of course on Amazon online.
6: Wonderful. Yes. Taka, it's always a pleasure having no, you. Ah,
5: likewise, Bernard. Taka mm-hmm. is from
6: Busa Africa. She's talking to us about leading self in the New world of work, but we we touched on many things. Uh, If you like the video, click and share. Thank you for watching. We'll be back next time with another program. See you next time. Bye-bye.
1: your life, got to make it right, take your time, take your time, take your sexy time, enjoy it, enjoy it, your head, lose your head. Your beauty's deep inside, inside you, don't let them bring you down, no, oh, your beauty deep inside.
6: At her brilliant best speaking to me on the effective living series leading self in the new world of work providing very powerful anchors for you in the challenging environment of the world of work effectively series is on every morning at 9am on the radio and at nine thirty on tv i'm so here with nathan and uh, we'll be back with a short conversation your time, your time. Okay, Nathan. I've been hearing you talk about go Flip or go Flip. Yeah, you know. And the Ugo Flip thing. You
17: know, we brought in somebody
6: Achampondaku, uh-huh. business manager for Ugo Flip. I yes. mean, here you talk about Ugo Flip. <laughs> yes, is yes, Ugo yes. Which one is flipping?
17: <laughs> so So, you know, I'm sure he'll give us more details. But essentially, it's a great way or simpler way, let me put it that way, f- for people to win a house. Get on a property ladder. Yeah, get on the property ladder and, and all of that. Great way, just play a game. So real estate and
6: gaming that. brought together. Yes. Great. In a very interesting alliance. Richard, well, Richman, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Bernard. Oh. I've seen you on uh, Breakfast Daily. I think you were on, was it Thursday or Friday? Friday. Friday with, um, was it Framer? Yes. And you are talking about the Ugo Flip thing. So what is this concept of Ugo Flip?
4: Okay, good morning once again to your listeners uh, worldwide. Mm. Ugo Flip is a real estate game platform, mm-hmm. basically where games are published, tickets are bought, mm-hmm. and various prices are won. Okay, um, Bernard. We we uh, we have been in the property industry for well over twenty years. Mm-hmm. And when I when I talk about we, I'm talking about our real estate um, affiliate, which mm-hmm. is Emerald Properties. You've been you have a real estate uh, affiliate, correct? Mm, okay. for, we already have a real estate affiliate. Mm-hmm. They've been building homes for the past about twenty years. Mm. And we have realized that, Bernard. I mean, a house or a home is one of as Maslow, Bra, Maslow would say, mm-hmm. one of the basic needs. If yes. you don't have a place to live, you are in huge trouble. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we decided that there is a huge housing gap or housing deficit in Ghana, in our mm-hmm. part of the world. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and we were like, what can we do mm-hmm. to help address this problem? Okay. So we decided to bring a fun Way Mm. An affordable way To address this problem Okay So that's how flip came Mm. As a real estate Game platform Okay Where we are going To publish games And winners will win Houses and other prizes I see But when I talk About affordable way Mm -hmm. What I mean is that Any one ticket You buy from us In uh, With the um, Aim of winning a prize That one ticket Give you a loyalty point
13: Okay
4: And each loyalty point Is worth three dollars is it? Every loyalty point that you gain from you flip is worth $3. Mm-hmm. What we are saying is that when you accumulate these loyalty points mm-hmm. over some time,
13: mm-hmm. when you
4: approach us that, listen, I want to purchase a house from your real estate affiliate, that accumulation you've done, mm-hmm. that amount you've gained, mm. is used to reduce the price of the house for you. Okay. So invariably, when you purchase any one ticket, you are saving $3. So you are killing three best with one stone? Correct. Who is eligible to play? Bernard, anyone because we are uh, regulated by the game commission mm-hmm. the laws their laws say that until you are 18 years and above you can't participate in any game of chance mm-hmm. so because of that if you are 18 years and above you are eligible to be part of the Flip game Do you have to be a ghanian um, you or may once not you are here? yeah you, you may not have to be a Ghanaian because mm-hmm. the system is such that wherever you are in the world mm-hmm. you can register you can purchase a ticket just that mm-hmm. as we speak you can't purchase a ticket with a wallet that is outside Ghana. So it has to be here. Correct. The money must be here. Correct. All right.
6: Now before we talk about the uh, games currently published, what? Where is, what's the website? The website is www.ugoflip.com. Where Ugo Flip is spelled U G O F L I P. Oh Ugo, yeah. Ugo. It's like Nigerian name. Ugo,
13: <laughs>
12: Ugo. Yeah. Somebody told me so that. So
4: it's not Y O Ugo. No. It's U G O. U G O. Ugo flip. Ugo flip. Somebody told me that you listen to City, and some people are saying Ugo, others are saying Ugo, and I'm saying that once you you know that it's UGO. Now, so I'm whether okay. it's Ugo or Ugo. <laughs> mm.
6: So you are talking about various games yes. that you can play. To throw more light on that.
4: Okay. So currently, as I speak to you right now, mm-hmm. um, we've already spelled the website, and I must say that it is not it is not an app. Okay. You not find it on the Play Store. You not find it on the App Store or wherever. You just have to go straight to the website. That is mm-hmm. www.jugoflip.com. Mm-hmm. When you go there, mm-hmm. you will see two games as we speak. Mm-hmm. One game is called Win Big Bronze. Mm. And another one is called Cash and Save. Okay. I'm going to throw light on both quickly.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: The Win Big Bronze is a game that is giving a two-bedroom house out. Win big, big bronze, bronze. yes. Win big bronze. Mm-hmm. When you go there, you see a house there, and you see uh, the, you see the picture of a the house there. Actually, that house is in Pram Pram now, it's a two bedroom, fully finished house that we are giving out. Hey. We are selling 25,000 tickets for that, anyway. Mm-hmm. Each ticket is 25 Ghana cities. And Nathan Pram Pram is where your mother is from,
17: <laughs> <laughs> yes. You feel three beds with one yeah, yes. Get a house there. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> So one ticket is 25
4: Ghana <laughs> CDs uh-huh. And you are selling 25,000 tickets mm-hmm. With this particular game The condition is that For you For the winner to be eligible To receive the house mm-hmm. All 25,000 tickets must be finished
8: mm-hmm.
4: So if all 25,000 tickets are finished And a winner is generated That winner will ask the person Do you actually want the house Or you want to take money? Mm-hmm. Because Bernard we are, um, This game is opened yeah, To people <laughs> <laughs> it's a little situation know, it's anyway. A little, it's a chocolate <laughs> so people. Somebody may be in Tamale, somebody mm. may be in Borgas, Sunyai, or even in Accra, may not want a house in Pram Pram. Mm-hmm. Somebody may want a house in Pram Pram. Mm-hmm. So if all the tickets run out, that's 100%, we ask you. Do you actually want the house, or you want to take money? Mm-hmm. If you say you want money, we'll give you the cash equivalent of it. Okay. If you want the house, we will initiate the transfer of ownership straight, straight to your name. Yes. Yes. Wow. So that is one of the games. So right. that's the win big bronze. Correct. Then the other one is what? The other one is called cash and save. Cash and save. Cash and save. Cash and as the name connotes, it is a game that we are we are running for. Um, we are running every month. Mm-hmm. Every month, we choose a winner. Mm-hmm. That one, irrespective of the number of tickets that have been sold at the close of the month, mm-hmm. a winner is generated and that person takes home 20,000 CDs cash. Just like that. Just like that. Someone would <laughs> say, just like that. <laughs> cash and save. So, it is called cash and save because whilst you are buying the tickets to win this cash of 20,000, mm-hmm. every one ticket you buy goes into your savings. Mm-hmm. That loyalty points that I told you you, you gain any time you purchase a ticket. Mm-hmm. Whilst you are winning, you are hoping to win the cash. Mm-hmm. At the same time, every one ticket you buy is going, is giving you a loyalty point that gives you savings. That is how can we call it cash and save. So as I speak to you, those two games are there now. That's people are buying tickets for and I'm urging people to buy tickets for them.
6: We're speaking to the uh, business manager for Hugo Flip, Richmond Mondachamp on Dark. Hugo Flip is a very interesting business, a real estate gaming company, where players win houses, land, and cash prizes. And they have two main games. I'm sure there are more that will come up. The Win Big Bronze and the Cash and Save, where different combinations of things can be done to win different combinations of things. Essentially, you buy a ticket, you flip, and it saves you a loyalty point towards the purchase of your home from their partners, Emerald Properties, or you also save to either get cash or you get other properties. So let's talk about the loyalty points and how people can get in touch with you. So when you talk about loyalty points, can you throw a bit more light on that?
4: Okay, so like I initially said, the loyalty point is gained any time you purchase a ticket. Mm-hmm. So when you purchase one ticket, you have one loyalty point. Mm-hmm. When, you purchase, when you purchase 10 tickets, you have 10 loyalty points. Mm-hmm. So the more you purchase the tickets mm-hmm. and accumulate the points, it will get to a time that maybe, for example, maybe in, in the space of three years, mm-hmm. you have accumulated like, you have bought like thousand tickets mm-hmm. because you bought thousand tickets. Mm-hmm. You would have thousand loyalty points, mm-hmm. extending to three thousand dollars because mm-hmm. each point is three one. Dollars. Yes, oh, okay. each point is three dollars. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you have that amount, when you approach us, that listen, I want to purchase a house now. I'm now ready. We are going to you are going to point the house that you want to purchase anyway. Mm-hmm. When you point it out, you look at the price. Then deduct that, that amount of points that you have accumulated from the price, then the rest, you take your mortgage or whatever, whether you want to pay and Mm. and address it. Mm. But before I go to how you can contact us, another game is coming on, I think today or tomorrow. It's called Land and Save. Land and Save. It's just like the... Win big bronze That one A land will be put up is the same as At the same place Soli Laguna Estates In Pram Pram It's a land It's a bare land Somebody may want A land to build Him or herself So that one t- t- It will come out today The ticket is 25 cities You buy And you can mm. You can actually win So if you want to Contact us yeah. We are on www.igoflip.com Like I said mm-hmm. When you go there You can purchase your ticket If you want to call WhatsApp um, 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 Telegram us We are on zero five five. 055 one three three nine eight seven nine. Okay. Zero five five one three three nine eight seven nine. You can also drop us an email on info at com. Info at ugoflip.com mm. and we respond to you.
6: Wonderful. Thank you very much, Richmond, business manager for you Go flip, talking to us about their games and how to get in touch. Thank you so much.
2: This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
7: Join the conversation on The City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS
2: The City Breakfast Show yes. Lies above the noise
1: j mart and uh, now wait till they happen huh? Why you they worry Life for Nages So just try to take them softly Come on Even if you lose a hey. with some of money Okay No matter the problem never let them weigh you down Hey If you believe you go defeat Stand up to your feet and say no to your defeat the nest, believe in me, I say. If your girlfriend, drink, hey. or maybe your wife she huh? Should they tell you who are you? Should slip around with your friends? Ha. Cool your temper. I say make you know they think up Okay, no matter the way that I am, my brother try forget
6: hey. And it's three minutes to ten on the City Breakfast Show. I'm still here with Nathan Kwell, the man who's been sitting in the show, Charlie Nathan we <laughs> are a big man. Oh, man I want to wish people a happy birthday This is coming from a couple of friends of ours Abena Oseya Sari is the Deputy Minister for Finance ah, okay. uh, Abena was my senior at Ligon She was in the Economics class She's actually made to John Kuma. I see Can you imagine? She's the Deputy Minister of Finance So whoever are both t- Deputy Finance Yeah, me. whoever taught them Obviously <laughs> did something right So Abena Oseya Sari, happy birthday to you mm-hmm. And uh, this is coming from myself, Konkojo Akoto And a few other people and then Dr. Elvis O'Heming Mensa. Mm-hmm. Now he's a senior resident orthopedics department mm-hmm. at Kolebu, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I, entered Should the be... I, I entered the Kolebu system over the Christmas period. I'm not did. happy. No, they, they are best. Ah. And in the circumstance, they are working very hard. Ah, so, Charlie, okay. they did some joinings and things. They tried. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dr. Elvis is a Liverpool fan too. Oh! It's correct, correct, bone doctor. <laughs> the the been, He's
9: rather screwed on. <laughs>
6: Like he would rather not watch that team these days. Well, you
9: push a try. We watch United for God knows how many years. <laughs> and then let me say, a' blessing no, not that,
6: hey, please, not that it's not that
9: level of decline. Please, <laughs> this one is this, coming this from is a, a cyclical slump. <laughs> this one coming from my good friend uh, Jelen Akuno mm-hmm. uh, from the Enforcement Unit of the Ghana Immigration. He says this to his son, mm-hmm. Jason Israel Akuno, All right. of St. Adelaide International School. He turned nine on Saturday. He says, thank God for your life. From your mom, your dad, and your siblings. And then, Pastor Fred also sends... um Fred uh, Niyemu. Yemo, yemo Mac, Mac Davis. MacArthur Davis. Hey! Yes.
17: Fred, Fred Niyemu.
9: He has another name, if I forget. Something did there. Uh, yeah, plenty uh, He says this one. Happy birthday to Fred peace. Dollar Fred. of Tema Community
6: 7. Fred is a proper Tema boy. Eh, oh,
1: I yeah. not
6: know. Oh, it's a yeah, kulu,
1: kulu, mama.
6: Kulu. Lots of comments coming in. The City Prime News at midday will give you the latest on the debt exchange program with highlights of our interview <laughs> with Chairman Sabunsu. Watch out for Eyewitness News because I'm sure by the time Umar Isanda comes on, there will have been a big announcement. Kulu. On the, another aspect Rice. of the exchange program Sidney <laughs> <laughs> is next and then A.J.
1: Akwokusapong <laughs> who's
6: the mistress of the mid-morning <laughs> I call it the mid-morning mistress hey, she, she takes over as they say she's large and in charge <laughs> <No> <laughs> thank you me. for listening big thank you to Nathan Kwao holding the fort in a difficult time for me nathan you're a big man Thank you. Thank may God. you be rewarded in more ways Amen. Than, Amen. than 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 you know Amen. yeah it,
17: it was yeah it was a time of learning yes growth and evolution
6: you have become bigger as i <laughs> said bigger every day
17: and and the biggest takeaway yes for me and for everybody who's listening yes Work hard as doers unto the Lord. You amen. never know who's
6: watching. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, challenge it. Turn the scripture. Amen.